This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. All righty. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live from beautiful Hialeah Park. Yes, sir. We're locked and loaded and ready to go on a beautiful Monday Normally, we're here on Thursdays, but tomorrow we leave to the NFL Combine. So we'll be out there all week long, broadcasting on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tomorrow, we'll do our regular normal morning show. And then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll be coming to you live from Indy. Might be doing it also on Saturday, too, a little short show also on in- from Indy. Because I don't leave till the evening, so I might do something prior to uh leaving so i might do a little uh, little crypto and a little little catching up there and, uh, and giving you maybe some of the nuggets that we've been able to collect and some of the information we've been able to collect uh, throughout the week and all that kind of good stuff so we'll have some fun there sean stanley of course is here by my side as always mastering this entire platform Good weekend for Hialeah Park. I mean, we're wait, working our way to April 1st. On April Fool's Day, they'll give away a Mercedes-Benz. It is downstairs right there when you come in. You can see it, a beautiful Mercedes-Benz. All you got to do is come on down, play the games, and you get in. You get, you, you, you get more and more entries as you play into your opportunity to win a Mercedes-Benz, which is a beautiful thing. So come on out to Hialeah Park. Plus, on Friday, they had the fights. Guillermo Rigandao ended up winning. Good crowd, by the way. Really good crowd. Those of you that want tickets, those of you that enjoyed a dinner, all of that, uh, I hope you enjoyed it and had a good time here at Hylia Park. Uh, that was fun. And then on Saturday, yeah, baby, we were at the Drone Racing League. And I got to say, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. It was cool meeting some of you out there that, uh, and by the way, I, I don't mind you, you know, yelling at me, hey, oh, hey, whatever, you know, and all that good stuff. Don't be shy, you know, because sometimes I, well, I saw you, but I didn't want to approach you. And I'm like, yo, man, come on, just come on over. I, I'd love to meet the people that make this show happen, right? The reason why we're here every single day, the reason why we're going to go to the Combine, you know, it's you guys downloading, it's you guys liking the program, it's subscribing, it's visiting our sponsors, and we appreciate it. And, of course, uh, Cash App or, uh, or Venmo, Cash Big O Show donations also help us grow in many different ways. So appreciate all of you out there. Uh, middle of planning also our, uh, our trip to uh, Canton, dude. So getting all that lined up, too. So looking forward to that and looking uh, and getting all the, getting the right sponsors to help us out. So, by the way, if you want to sp- help sponsor our trip to Canton, uh, covering um, Zach Thomas going into the um, Hall of Fame, that'll be really, really cool. So uh, you can join us. And we have a business number, by the way. For those of you, if you have a business that wants to be a part of our platform, great way to market your business, great way to find new customers, uh, 786-754-4664. It's not to talk sports. Okay? They're not, they're not going to answer any sports questions. I'm not answering or any of the salespeople aren't answering sports questions. They are talking business. So if you want to join our business, 786-754-4664. 
locally, all throughout South Florida, all throughout Florida, all throughout the country, all throughout the world. We hit all levels. So it doesn't matter what your business is, local, national, or international. We can actually reach all kinds of customers for you. So please reach out to our business line if you want to be a part of it. I see we got plenty of people already on the chat board. Thank you out there. Steve Chapman first in. I like it. Uh, let's see. What's up, everyone? We're a little too harsh with Byron Jones, me included. Uh, and then I say he lied because he said, I won't play. I don't get any more money, so you're too hurt. But you can play for more money? Yeah, it's let me let's 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 attack this Byron Jones story right from the get go, okay? Because it's out there, and he tweeted out about you know how much you know he can't run and he can't jump, but then again he didn't say he was retired, and so there's no consistency here. If you so, what are you saying? You you still can't run and jump, but eventually you will. And then you're telling people don't take the pills and all that kind of stuff, and but yet you still may play again? You know, come on, man. What is it? That's what I want to know. And by the way, they were confused in the building. Okay? All right? They didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew exactly what was going on with him. They couldn't figure it out because it didn't register like he was unhealthy but yet oh it was tweak and i told you this throughout the year did i not say it all throughout the year that he's the kind of dude that if he's not a hundred percent he doesn't want to play and so there was something or another thing going on with him all throughout this process everybody was frustrated and when i first heard the story i was like well wait a minute dude why didn't you just tell people just come out and say it. Hey, listen, guys, I'd love to play, but I literally can't run and jump right now. And that's it. And end of story. But it's still kind of, you know, it's not really consistent. Because if you come back next year, does none of this means anything to me. You left everybody in, in, in the dark throughout all of this, and now you're trying to explain away what's going on? You're still under contract. So it's not like you're a free agent or anything like that. You will be eventually. You'll probably be a June cut so you can split the the, the cap hit in two years. That way it's not as bad, but still, I mean, why, why not talk during the season? Why not say, hey, listen, I get it. I'm creating a problem here for the team and, and fans. and all. I just want you guys to know, or the agent put out a statement. Byron Jones cannot run or jump right now. He is having trouble right now. That's it. You don't have to get into, you know, like what you did this off. Oh, don't go seek a second opinion and all that other stuff. You know, you know what's funny about Byron Jones? You know what's hilarious about Byron Jones? Are you stupid? What, you didn't know football was bad for you? You had no you, you didn't hear about all the dope that you guys take? Seriously? You, you didn't know about that? Because you're not an old player, bro. We're not talking about somebody in the 70s that was kept in the dark. You're playing in the 2020s. 
We've been talking about this forever. Head trauma, permanent damage. You need knees replaced, hips replaced, whatever. You shorten your life by playing the game like you, you didn't know that already? What, what's it called? Toradol or Toradel or Toradol, right? We all know about Toradol, right? Wait, you, now you're telling us? You're, you're not taking the pills and all that? Now, you figured that out now, dude? You didn't know that? What, how long has he been in the league? Seven, eight, nine years? Because I, I knew that 15, 20 years ago. Like, Byron Jones is all of a sudden enlightening us that he plays a dangerous game? That coal miners, you know, lungs are in danger? That firemen also put themselves at risk every day and that the policemen could get shot? Wow, Byron. Yeah, I'm supposed to have all this sympathy for you. Shayna, they bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. So it's, it's a line from Airplane. You ever watched Airplane point counterpoint? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, but that's part of the game. And everybody that works in some kind of job, you know. Uh, are you going into teaching? Just want you to know it's stressful. I don't, I don't know if you teachers know this, but it's kind of stressful to be a teacher. You know, it's not easy to handle 200 kids a day. Not sure. Because, you know, we might have a teacher show up here in the next week, tell us, oh, man, teaching's really difficult, and there's a lot of... Pro really? I had no idea. Thanks, Byron. Appreciate you telling us what we already knew, but apparently you didn't. Apparently, while you're taking all that dope, you thought it wasn't going to affect you. Kind of like the alcoholic just drinking one drink out. Oh, it, it'll all be fine. My liver's going to be fine. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Pitcher keeps throwing 100 miles an hour. You're going to have shoulder problems down the line. Really? Really? No crap, Sherlock. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's just hilarious. You know, the whole Byron Jones thing is hilarious, is what I find it. Because it's not enlightening. It's not educational. Okay? It's a guy putting out, you know, his defense because he looks like shit the entire year. He waited too long to have the surgery, and then he failed to show up for his team the whole year. But now he's telling you that he can't run and jump, but he's not necessarily retired. So what is it, dude? What is it with you? Do you want to play? Do you not want to play? Are you hurt? Are you not hurt? Are you retiring? Are you not retiring? Are you stupid that you didn't know that football does serious damage to you? I'm sorry. Listen, you want to be a five-year-old and listen to this story like a five-year-old? You can go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm 56 years old. Okay? 
I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what kind of trouble I'm getting into if I'm eating bad. But I'm not going to tell everybody, oh, that, no, I already know that. We all know that. Keep smoking your cigarettes. What do you think's going to happen? Good chance you could get some emphysema or something or have some trouble breathing or, God forbid, cancer. It's part of it, right? But you keep lighting up that cigarette. So Byron Jones just figured out that football and the pills and the things that they make you do or you have to do in order to play the game are actually a detriment to your body. Holy crap. It's 2023, and he's figuring that out now. That's true, better late than never. That is true. So if you want me to buy this, I ain't buying any of this. This is a load of garbage, is what it is. Don't tell me about what you're going through, bro. I know what you're going through. I've seen it all the time. I watch Earl Campbell. He's in a wheelchair. I can tell you hundreds of stories of guys post-football. Their lives are destroyed. They know it. And guess what most of them will tell you? I'll do it all over again. I'll do it all over again. I'm sure wrestlers. So a wrestler's going to come to me and say, oh, no, this is a really dangerous sport. Uh, really? No shit. I, I wouldn't imagine diving from a 15-foot ladder and throwing your body on the floor there, flat out, your back and all. No, of course that's not going to be a detriment to your body. <laughs> so if you're, if, if Byron, if you're seeking sympathy, you're not getting any here, bro. You chose to play football, right? Consequences come with it. It's the way it goes. It sucks, but that's part of the game, right? Then don't play football, man. Be a bartender. That way maybe only your feet hurt and maybe you're tired of listening to stupid stories from people. Okay, but at least you won't end up with concussions and you won't end up with blown knees and, and you won't have to take drugs in order to... Well, maybe you do as a bartender. No, I'm I'm joking. But you know what I'm saying. Don't be a coal miner. Don't be a cop. Don't be a lifeguard. Sorry. You know, risks come with certain, uh, certain jobs. Uh, permanent damage. I mean, a teacher. Do you think you leave mentally sane from teaching after you've been there for decades? No. No. There's no way you're putting up with these bratty-ass kids and you're going to live a, san a sane life. You're, you're going to lose some of your sanity. Did you see that thing I retweeted of that kid going after that teacher? My God, I would, I, I would have lost my job. I would have beat the crap out of that kid. There's a reason the kid went after the teacher. Right, of course. I mean of course. Yeah. I would have beat the crap out of that kid, lost my job, then go find his dad for raising a turd. I would have waited for the meeting, and I would just beat them both. Yeah. Because they're going to call you into the office, right? Right. The principal right there. Just do it right there. Yeah, right that there. That way everybody can't run. They're right in the They're right there. They're, they're right there. 
Beat the crap out of that kid and his dad, especially the dad. Oh, beat the crap out of that dad heavily. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Big O, Reason brought up an interesting point yesterday. Byron's comments are true. Why he was not put on the IR early on makes no sense. Um, well, he was on an IR. Remember? He was on the IR. But then they never, they never got, they never took him off for the two, three weeks to start practicing is what it was. But trust me, dude, I've been telling everybody for all year long, they were just as baffled. You get no sympathy here with that, you know, and you're trying to, you're trying to throw a curveball, you know, like a buddy of mine called me, oh, wow, dude, you know, he, he's really hurting and, uh, you know, and the drugs. And I go, yeah, so what? Big deal, bro. That, that, that's all players. You, you think Jason Taylor walks around like with no problems? Just because he looks like a GQ model doesn't mean his body's 100%, dude. You, you, Zach Thomas looks good. Uh, you know, I bet he's got some aches and pains from the game. I'll never forget back in the day, it was uh, Fort Lauderdale Stadium at the time. Mm-hmm. It was that long ago it was. Ric Flair, they brought him in. They wheeled him into in a wheelchair. Whatever they did, of course, back in those days, whatever. Then he went out and he wrestled for 60 minutes. And when he left, he was back in the wheelchair. And would he do it all over again? He's still trying to do it now. It's just nobody wants <laughs> nobody wants to pay him. But, but my, my no, point is, it. yeah, no, he do it all over. Like again. all these football players, they're yeah. all messed up, and and they wouldn't change a thing. Ninety nine percent of them will tell you. Maybe some guy that was a backup to the backup got all screwed up and maybe didn't enjoy. It. But all the all the guys that won and starred and all that, and they you know they they would do it all over again. So Byron, please, bro. I mean. What am I learning from you? You didn't know you were actually taking risks? What'd you think? You were going to play football and walk away perfectly fine? Did, Did you ever listen to Doug Whaley years ago? When he was a GM for the Bills, and he and he was the only guy in the NFL that honestly said it like it's supposed to. The human body is not made for football. And they made that dude disappear quickly. So go get sympathy somewhere else, dude. Give me a freaking break. You know how many people can't run and jump after they're done with football? Welcome to the club, Byron Jones. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, oh, that kid was beat up by beat up that teacher was six seven two twenty. I don't know. Uh, no, that kid is not six seven two twenty. You're talking about something, bro. Listen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't comment on it, my man. Like, you know, I said I posted it on Twitter. The kid that I saw, he's barely taller than than the teacher, and the teacher wasn't very tall. That teacher was maybe five eight, something like that. So I know what you're talking about, that big giant kid that that trashed the teacher and then I think he spit on her after or spit on him or whatever. I know I know what you're talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. You got to watch the video. 
Uh, Big O, he was on the pup. If he had been on the, put on the IR at the beginning or early in the season, he would have been completely. No, he's not. There's different IRs, Jamie. There's, a, there's an IR that you can be taken off after a certain amount of weeks. So there is. So whether it was pup or IR, uh, you, you can put players. You, I think you have like a maximum of two players a season or maybe three that can be put on the IR and still be activated. That, that's, a new, that's a new thing that they've done the last couple of years. There, are, there is an IR when you're done for the year, but there's also an IR that you can come back from. It seems parents side with their kids these days more than the teachers. The dichotomy changed so much. Sad times we live in. That's because the, ki- but that's because the parents have done a crappy job with their kid. That, that video of that kid going off on that Asian teacher... You know, what I, you know what I thought of that video? Like, my dad, rest in peace. Um, if, he, if I was a, a high school kid right now, and that video goes viral, and they show it to him, I, I can't show up to the house. I won't want to show up to the house. I'm... I'm that's who I was afraid. That's the problem with these kids now. <laughs> you know? They're not afraid of their parents anymore. And so they do whatever they want. And these parents allow these kids to act however they want. That was a, that was a disgrace how that kid acted. Uh, it's IR designated to return. I have 21-day window to act. Right, exactly. That's it. You, they can be out for several weeks, and then you, then you have a 21-day window for them to... But it, it never got to that point with him. They never got to activate that 21-day window so he can start practicing to then fully activate him. So then he ends up done for the year. But they had him in the IR in order to bring him back is what they had him on. Uh, Orlando, there's a timeline. It goes like this. Dolphins tried to sign J.C. Jackson to replace him. He got wind of it and got surgery to guarantee his contract. Nah, I don't, I don't think that's the case. And by the way, the J.C. Jackson thing would have been a disaster. So, no. Uh, it makes no sense, Nelson. Whoever told you that, that's a complete lie. You can't pay Byron Jones. You just paid him. And you just actually worked out a bonus out of that salary to guarantee more to free up. So it would have become an even worse cap hit. You can't have X, Byron Jones, and J.C. Jackson, dude. That doesn't fly. That, that doesn't, that's like the idiots are, oh, they're going to go get Debo Samuel. No, they're not, morons. They've got to pay Waddle. And they've, got, and they've got Tyreek already, and they're paying him a lot of money, and they just signed Cedric. So, of course, they're not going to trade for Debo Samuel and pay him. But people come up with stupid stuff like that. Because it doesn't make any sense. And so J.C. Jackson, you can't sign him when you already have Byron Jones and X under contract and you're locked into those deals. They're not expiring contracts. So that makes zero sense, Nelson. That was a flat-out lie, misinformation. Whoever reported it was dead-ass wrong. Okay? Just like the whole Debo Samuel, again, a bunch of you idiots last year were in the offseason. Oh, no, they're also going to sign Debo Samuel. Yeah, no, of course. They can sign everybody. 
It's, it's this silliness that fans have, like they think it's, it's an endless checkbook. And you can just, oh, no, let's just put on three corners making, you know, 15, 20 million a year. You can't do that. They don't even have two top receivers yet because Cedric's getting paid, but he's not getting paid like, like Tyreek and like you're going to pay Waddle. So you got to make sure you got to be prepared to pay Waddle. Uh, what else do we have here? Back in my day, dudes like Byron got punched in the eye and their lunch money taken from high school. <laughs> oh, what's harder, being a teacher or a cop nowadays? Uh, both are impossible. Both aren't worth the money. That's what I can tell you. It's not worth being a teacher. My wife is just uh, finishing up her 30th year. And, uh, and a cop, it's not worth it. None of them are worth it. What we pay, those, those uh, public servants, no, not worth it, dude. Not worth it. That's why there's a problem with teaching. That's why you, you don't have enough teachers. I know this. You can't pay me enough to do either one of those jobs. And there's no way I can go and teach your bratty kids out there. Because, boy, there's a bunch of you that have dropped the ball with your kids in a big-time way. Holy moly. Wow, there's a bunch of crappy kids out there and even crappier parents. This is why we need abortion. <laughs> Wrong people are having kids. All right, let's, uh, let's get to it. Inter Miami. I, I had a lot of fun Saturday night when I got back from the Drone Racing League. I got on my Apple uh, account. Boom. I watched uh, Inter take on Montreal, and that was a lot of fun. So let's talk to Michelle Kaufman, who does an excellent job of covering Inter-Miami on a daily basis, plus her very interesting article where she's, uh, she's uh, kind, of, uh, uh, kind of figuring out what, the, what this team might do in the summertime. Uh, good afternoon, Michelle. Thank you for taking some time and joining us. Sure. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. You know, that was a lot of fun on Saturday night. They were they were attacking. They were the aggressive team. Uh, there were a lot of opportunities uh, that you didn't they didn't pepper Miami's goalie either. And Drake had what was in the 71st, 73rd minute or something like that. He had a monster save. Right. Well, uh, he had like three, he had three really big, he had six saves, but he had, he had a three really big saves. He yeah. was a key to that game. Yeah, oh, He was a big key to that game for sure. God, he's been such a find. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just been, you know, that's and yet, why they just signed him to a new contract. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's just, it's just fantastic to see what Chris Henderson is already doing, you know, with the team, because the, the talk was kind of, even from Neville, you know, Hey, we got to kind of find our footing and, you know, kind of get the chemistry going and all that. But, you know, for a first game, I thought that was a pretty good game that they put together and it was an entertaining game too. Yeah. Well, you know, most of the players are back from last year. So that's a big, that's a big plus. Last year was 19 new guys. It was, you know, an entirely new team. So this year, most of the players are back from last year. They really do have a very, very good culture on that team. I mean, I can tell you they have fun. They play basketball before practice. You know, they, they have shooting contests. I mean, 
you know, they, they really do seem to enjoy each other. It's a good locker room. And then they brought back, you know, Pizarro was talking to us after the game and he said, this is a completely different atmosphere than I left. And, you know, he loves it. He's so happy here. He thinks this is going to be their best team in four years. Um, I agree. And, you know, Gonzalo is gone and Pozuelo is gone. Those are two really big losses. Um, but they believe now the big concern is that Leo Campana is injured now with his calf. Again. Yes. And Jesus. that's a concern. He may be out a few weeks. And, um, you know, he's been injured already last year. And he's no, he's injury prone now. Talented. That's that's it. In a short career, all I can say about Campana is a lot of potential. But, man, he's a sack of injuries. That guy can't stay healthy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so that's that's got to be a concern. You know, they brought in Joseph. And the idea was that Joseph and Leo would be, you know, two forwards playing together. Um, they made all kinds of plays and plans for the game on Saturday. And then at the last minute, they had to switch it up, you know, and they started Coco Jean and he did fine. But, um, you know, they really do need uh, Campana to, to be healthy, to be as good as they hope to be. You know, without him, it, that's a big loss. They have other players, but that that is a loss. But, yeah, overall – the team is an attacking team. Um, I don't know if you watch Negri, the left back, yep. but he loves to push up. I mean, he's practically like a left wing uh, who plays defense. But uh, And then the one that, that everybody's excited about, although didn't show as much as, you know, I think he will show is, is Nico Stefanelli. Um, he's a very, very good player. He's going to be the designated player maker, playmaker this season. I think he's supposed to sort of take the role of, of uh of Pozuelo and uh like you know he has very good vision he's very energetic he's super smart he's a great student of the game I've talked to him a few times and um he's got a really good soccer mind he's paying a lot of close attention and then in the back you've got the Ukrainian badass I don't know what else to call him but Kristoff that guy is just no nonsense and he ended yeah. up scoring uh, which was unexpected but um he's really a tough Tough, tough guy um, who everyone says his teammates say that he's a great positional player. He's always in the right place and he's always telling everywhere else, everybody else where to be. So he's been a good addition also. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And then, yeah, what's going to happen in the summer? Wait, wait, before, be before, before wait, 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 we'll, we'll get to that. Fantastic story. Let me talk a little bit more about the team. Tell me about this Borgelin character. Oh, yes. That, well, he's a that, really interesting guy. That dude he's, looks like, like, like that dude's well put together. Like, that's a yeah, big six, dude. He's yeah. Six, yeah, he's six foot five, 21 years old. He's local, North Lauderdale. He's Haitian, Haitian American. His father, his father is the mayor of North Lauderdale. Oh, okay. His father, yes. His father was the first Haitian uh, elected mayor of North Lauderdale. I believe the first Haitian elected mayor in all of Broward County of any town. So his father made history in November. He was named the first, or he was elected the first uh, Haitian mayor. He was born in Haiti, came here as an orphan. His father, he has a really interesting story and has made his way to mayor of North Lauderdale. And a few months later, his son was signed as the first Haitian American player on Inter Miami. He was in the uh, Philadelphia Union Academy. Um, he grew up in North Lauderdale, played around here, 
and then went to, before Inter Miami existed. He went up to Philadelphia, played in their academy, and then came back here to be with his hometown team. And he played on the reserve team last year, and he scored like almost every game. I mean, he every time he was in the game, he scored. And Phil Neville and David Beckham, who were at all those games because their two sons were playing on that team, they really, really liked the kid. And so in January, they they signed him uh, to a full contract with the first team. So he's a really promising young player, 21 years old, uh, who's local, North Lauderdale. And then there's another local. But what, what I like about him is I think he has the potential to – to, to actually be a, a, a good two-way player, too, at the same time. You know, yeah. it, it, it's there's like there, – we had a guy with the strikers that was Jamaican, and he – I forgot the guy's name now. I'm brain farting because he – I was just thinking about him now, and he reminds me of – and he was like a truck. Mm. And, and, and people would fall off of him when he was, you know, getting either on defense or on offense. And, and, and this young man – I kind of see the same thing in him that, man, he is a force. You know what I mean? He's and I, big. He's and, really big. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I know in that goal, it was a whole bunch of rebounds and all that stuff. Right. Again, which I love the aggressiveness of the team. They were ready for a rebound. They were ready to attack again. And Borgelin, I think he got it on his second shot, if I remember he did. correctly. He did. Right? He took a shot off the rebound. Lasseter took the shot. Right. It went off. Then he got the rebound. And then he shot it, and it was saved, and it came back out. And then on his second try, he made it. Right, right. And, yeah. and And so, but I really like what I saw from the kid. I'm trying to remember the uh, the Jamaican player's name from the strikers that was just, uh, he was a beast, dude. He was just a strong individual. I forgot his name now. But that that kid really, and, and, and again, you start to look. Here's the other thing I got to ask you about. I got to, Phil Neville. My God, we got to give this guy, you know, with all the crap that came in at the beginning, oh, well, you know, he's a women's coach. Can he adjust and this and that? And then he inherited such a disaster that first year. And then he had to kind of crack the whip with Higuain. And he, and, and he ended up taming the Tiger and, and molding it back to the right way. And, it, and, and he kind of won his team back over. And then what he's doing now with Chris Henderson and how they've turned over the roster. And then the chemistry that I saw on a first night. I don't think we give Phil enough credit for what he's done since he got here, actually. Right. Well, I've been giving Phil credit. I know you have. I know you you were first off saying he he needed a contract like him and Henderson needed it right away when when last season ended. I remember that that you Yeah, you no no, right I away. said that they deserved a contract whether or not they made the playoffs. I Amen. said because I I've seen the transformation. I mean, the 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 spirit on that team, the togetherness on that team is really, I mean, it is palpable. You just see it and he he got the best out of Iguain. I mean, I thought Iguain was was on the verge of Done. quitting, of retiring, of saying forget it, you yeah. know. And then he comes back and scores 16 goals. You know, that that took some guts for him to bench him. He was the DP, he was the big deal. And and he was difficult, you know, he was he was difficult, super talented, but was having issues and and Phil got him to got him to join in the band and, you know, and score 16 goals. And by the end, everybody loved him and he was beloved and he was in a good mood. And now he's brought back, you know, Pizarro who left kind of on a bad, not a, not a bad note, but he, 
he he and Higuain never really meshed. To be yeah, honest, he didn't fit. Always, he didn't fit. They didn't yeah. fit together. They wanted to play in the same space on the field all the time. There was a lot of frustrations there. So now that Higuain is gone, um, you know, Pizarro is much just seems much freer and happier. And Phil is very excited about what he's seen from him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think Phil, I think he's done a really good job of bringing the group together. And and Chris Henderson of finding, you know, he's gone to Ukraine to find this defender. Uh, you know, he went to this guy, Stefanelli, I think really is going to be good. He's in Argentine, but was playing in Sweden. And uh, yeah, and then Borgelin, this young kid. And there's another kid, uh, if we're talking about locals to watch for, they also signed, I think he's 18 years old, a local kid from Key Biscayne named Benjamin. They call him Benha. He's also Argentine, Benjamin Kremashi. And he's a, you know, really creative confident uh, midfielder slash forward type player, also an attacking player who's very, very young, but Phil is, loves him. I mean, Phil just raves about him every little time I've chit-chatted with him about him. So he's somebody else, someone else to watch for. And by the way, I love Bryce Duke. I mean, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. God, that kid comes off the bench and well, it's fire. And, yeah. and, he, and he's like a little bulldog. He is Fearless, dude. He's fearless. He's fearless. He's fierce and he's so hungry. I mean, I know he wants to start. You know, I'm sure he thinks he should be starting. And now they bring in the Stefanelli guy who's now ahead of him and Bisarro is back. And, you know, he's super, super hungry. So when he goes in, he's just. He goes 100 miles an hour. I love him. Yeah. I love watching that kid play when he comes off the bench. It's just you can see it's a better team now. You know, And, I, and yeah. I know it's only one game, and I get all of that, but I've watched the improvement from two years ago through last year, and now you, know, you get an opportunity to start strong. And listen, it doesn't get any easier. Philadelphia, oh, Philadelphia what, what, they win 4-1, 5-1. What was it? They uh, won 4-1. Four four one. One. And by the way, the brace was scored by Julian Carranza. Right. Right. Julian Carranza is now one of the top strikers in the league, and he could have been on this team. Yeah. yeah. They let him go. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? sometimes. It's a different system at work for him. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. It, it, sometimes you can't just, you can't blame it on the player, or maybe it's the system or whatever it is, and it's just wrong place, wrong time. And listen, the good thing is this, for, this, this, this uh, franchise is now headed in the right direction. This is the final year of of those uh, sanctions and those penalties, so they'll be able to move on with a fresher, you know, uh, uh, a fresher start next year, salary-wise and all that stuff. But this summer, you wrote a very interesting article, and I got to tell you, I always thought this messy story was just silliness, and especially, by the way, I thought it was an even bigger, you know, joke after the World Cup, because he finally wins what he's never won for Argentina, what the fans have held against him, you know, against Maradona. The Maradona fan, oh, no, he never won a World Cup for us. He can win all the clubs and everything else in Olympics, but he's got to win the World Cup, and he finally won the World Cup. And then yeah. I'm thinking, you're playing at this high level, somebody in Europe is going to step up. Here's, you know, the, the, the Arab nations are giving, you know, Cristiano $100 million. They're offering him $200 million a year. Uh, you figure somebody's going to offer, and yet here we are, one of the greatest players of all time, 
and he doesn't have a contract, and then you come up with this article that the 10 and the 5 haven't been filled, and you start putting, you know, one and one together with with Messi, and I got to tell you that it, it, it kind of makes sense now that maybe the league is going to give him a team or something like that, like they did with Beckham, but it just kind of makes sense now that maybe this crazy story is really going to happen. Yeah, it seems hard to believe. I mean, Busquet, you know, I could see it. Busquet, I think they're going to get him. I mean, I do. I think that that is going to happen. Um, Messi, on the surface, you would just say, why in the world? It just makes no sense. And what? He's going to play on Commercial Boulevard there at that little, you know, erector set stadium, you know, temporary stadium, which is nice for a temporary stadium, but it's a 19,000-seat temporary stadium. It's not a big glorious stadium with skyboxes and all that kind of thing, you know? So move it up, move it to hard rock, man. Well, you know, I thought about that too. I, I, I noted the other day and I mentioned this to my husband. Only problem is the Canes and interplay on Saturdays. That is the thing. They play on Saturdays unless they were to move the games to, but they can't because now the Apple deal, they want all the games to be on Saturdays at seven 30. So um, I don't know. It's, but I will tell you that, I mean, I know the Moss brothers and David are, you know, they are going to, they're going to, they're making a very sweet deal for him. And I do believe no one has told me this. This is just my own conjecture it, because of what happened with David Beckham. I absolutely think that Apple and MLS would be involved in some kind of big deal to make a huge corporate package deal for him. This is not about inter Miami paying him a salary of, you know, $60 million. That's not, that's not, I think this is MLS and Apple would want him here. They would love to have him here to promote the league around the world. The whole thing with this Apple deal is supposed to be to spread MLS around the world. Everyone with an Apple device or with an Apple, you know, app can now watch MLS games. So, you know, it would behoove them. It would behoove Apple and MLS to get Messi into this oh my league. God, yes. And, you know, and, and the, everyone would tune in from, from Argentina, from Europe, from everywhere to watch him play. It'll become the, the number one is, selling jersey in the world. Right. You know, so it would be now an Inter-Miami, that pink jersey would be all over the world. All right. Number two, he has a home in Miami. He loves Miami and supposedly his wife, really would love to move to Miami and raise the boys in Miami. All right. They want to be, be closer to Argentina. They want to be closer to their home. They want to be in a community that has a lot of Argentine people and, and Hispanic South American people. So that's another thing. You know, the guy has made so much money. He's won every, every trophy really that there is to win over there. He hasn't won the champions league with PSG, but he's won everything else over there. Yeah. He doesn't and have anything else to prove. It may be that he's just at a point where he's thinking, you know, maybe they're going to offer him ownership, part ownership of a team, whether it's Inter Miami or a new team or whatever. Or what if they give him part ownership of the stadium? You know, I hadn't thought of that before, but I thought of it the other day. You know, they're, they're opening the Miami Freedom Park in 2025. The, the World Cup is coming the next year. There may be some big sponsorship deals involving World Cup sponsors. The World Cup is going to be in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. So I just think there's a lot of opportunity there. 
uh, to, to make a really big, attractive, very sweet deal to offer him. And yes, it's MLS and yes, it's inner Miami and drive pink stadium and all that stuff. But I think there may be more to it. And I, I did bring uh, up about, I, the jerseys. I, I, I can tell you this, you see those four corners in that stadium, the Moss brothers are already designing how to round out that stadium with seats. Okay. Yeah. For the summer. <laughs> Cause yeah. I already told the, I told the buddy of mine who's pretty comfortable in life. And I said, hey, you want to make a nice investment? Go buy yourself about six pairs of tickets for Inter-Miami. And he goes, why the hell would I do that? I go, because the second half of the season, they'll have Messi, and you'll be selling them for like $500 each. You know? Right. Well, yeah, you know, I pointed out in my story today that I also found it curious, interesting, mm -hmm. whatever word you want to use. Um, the way they did the ticketing this year, this season, you can only buy a ticket a single ticket through the June 3rd game or the June, the first week of June. After that, if you want to buy a ticket for a game in July, August, September, October, and you go on the club website or you go on Ticketmaster, it comes up and it says, still working on pricing, please come back with an exclamation point. So buy season me, tickets, means, folks. I'm telling you. To me, it means now the only way you can get tickets for the second half of the season is to buy a season ticket. If you have a season ticket, you'll have a ticket. But if you're going for individual tickets, you can only buy at the current prices from now through the beginning of June, which to me is setting it up so that when and if I'm not saying it's 100 percent gonna happen. Of course I'm not. Of course, but they're happens, but they're they're setting themselves up. They're just in case up. it happens, if they have happens, to be ready and they have to maximize their, yes. their and by the way, I'm telling you, they'll 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 they're gonna put stands in those corners because yeah. that's probably another five, eight thousand seats that they can put uh if you add seats in those corners, and that's a lot of money that they're gonna be yeah. able to charge. Yeah, and they're gonna jack up the there's no question, they'll jack up the prices. If Messi and Messi's coming and Messi and Busquet, but you know, especially Forget Messi, Busquet. If Messi comes, know, whatever it's if over. If Messi comes, <laughs> no offense to poor Busquet. But anyway, if Messi comes, they can jack up those prices and they will sell that thing out at whatever those prices are. People are gonna go watch him. He's gonna be all over the Apple app all over the world in that pink jersey. I mean, you know, that's no that's no no, no offense to Jimmy Butler, no offense to Tua, no offense to Tyreek Hill, no offense to Jazz Chisholm, no offense to Sandy Al Alcantara, no right. offense to Bar uh, Barkov, no no offense to Kachuk. You're all taking a back seat, man. <laughs> that's going to be the ticket that everybody is going to want all over the world. Because as yeah, you I'm know, we're South right Florida. Now. People are going to come to vacation to then watch also a Messi game. Right. Listen to this. So I just looked it up real quick. Leo Messi, you know how many followers he has on Instagram? 11 million? 434 million. Oh, 434 million. Wow. That's crazy. 434 million. Let's compare real quick. Jimmy no, okay, there is no comparison. He, ha he has more million. followers than all the teams and their combined. stars combined. 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 Yes. Okay? All combined. the teams and stars combined in combined South Florida. Would not equal 434 that's a, that's million. A, that's a, that's 434 a, million. You, you know go. how many Jimmy Butler has? I just want to tell you. He probably okay, has, he probably has, a uh, probably has like 60,000, a hundred thousand. What does he have? No, he has, no, Jimmy Butler has 7.9 million. Oh yeah. Wow. 
Wow, he's big. Yes. Wow, I didn't know he had that many. He 7. has 7.9 million, but Messi has 430. 430 oh, the coffee million. too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but wow, Jimmy said 7.9. Is it, Tyreek has got to be up there too then, right? That was the only other one that I would think. Sandy would think doesn't. Too. Sandy's not going to have that much. I don't even know if he's even on Twitter. But Tyreek um, has probably got a couple million too, right? If Jimmy's uh, got 7.9 and Tyreek's got what, two or three, four? How many does he have? He has. Cheetah. Two million. Okay. All right. Two million. Two million. And Ressi has, let's repeat, 434 million people's eyeballs are on that guy. Yeah. Sandy has only 120,000. Okay. One of the best so, pitchers in, in the world. Words, right. So, in other words, believe me that it's not just Jorge Mas. And Jose Mas and David Beckham that are trying to get him here. I think the league, yes. Apple, anybody involved with the next World Cup, anybody involved with soccer in this country, yes, they're they're gonna pull their efforts. This is my opinion. No one's told me this. I agree. I think they're gonna pull their efforts and do everything they can possibly do to get him to come here. And then, you know, and then we'll see what happens. But it'll be, it's going to change everything. If insanity he comes. Insanity is going to take It'll over. be insanity. My job is going to change. Good for you. Everything is going to change. The security that they're going to have to have over there. Right now, we walk around, as my mom says, como Pedro por su casa, right? Right, right, yes. I mean, como Pedro por su casa. Yes. I will not be Pedro por su casa. No. There's going to be fences and barricades and, you know. Yeah. It's, no, it it's going to be different. It changes. It changes. And, and you know, Moss built uh, this stadium in eight months. He's, they'll probably pick up the speed over at uh, Miami Freedom Park and build that in two weeks. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> knowing them, I mean, you know, they're awesome. But that, that, this, is, this story just gets more and more interesting. And we're going to witness something we've all never witnessed before if it happens in the history of South Florida sports. We've had some stars here. You know, LeBron is as big as they come, yeah. but this dwarfs anything and everything that's ever happened here. It doesn't matter who it is. This is the biggest name in the world to ever play here in South Florida. That's, that's going to be pretty killer. It's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, between now and June, and Phil said, oh, the other thing, the other little clue part, the other puzzle piece was that when I asked Phil about it, he said, you know, I'm managing this team as if, you know, I'm cutting the season in half. I'm saying we basically have two seasons from now through June. I have to manage the team as we have it now from now to June and try to get as high up in the standings as we Amen. can. So that if and when he said, if and when we, we get the, the, you know, the help that we think we might get, he wants them to be able to just step in and already the team be here not be way down here and have to like climb up because he pointed out that Toronto last year um, brought two great Italian stars, but it was almost too late. By the time they got there, the team was way down. And even though they had a huge impact, they were, they were not able to get out get of the high hole up in the standings. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get out of the hole. Yeah. So. I'm, a, I'm a Panthers fan. I'm used to that. <laughs> Sorry. That's kind of been my, my life as a Panthers fan. All right, follow her on Twitter at Cough Sports. Catch her exceptional work there at the Miami Herald covering Inter-Miami and, and the NCAA going after women's basketball. Jesus I'm writing Christ. a column on that today, so look for my column. Ridiculous. In a couple hours, I'll be posting it. Ridiculous. Anyway, yes. Michelle, thank you as always. Appreciate it. Enjoy the soccer. 
All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. There you go. The great Michelle Kaufman. Good stuff as always, man. Love it. I'm telling you, when, when this guy takes over, it's going to be crazy. All right. Let's take a quick break. Hour number two, live from Hialeah Park. Andy Barron's will join us. We're going to talk a little Dolphins and a little NFL with Andy. I want to get into uh, some free agent linebackers with Andy. So we'll get into that. Um, what else? Uh, I want to, you know what? I got another, I got another Dolphins question for him too that I want to answer too. So we'll get into that with Andy Barron's from Sports Grill. That, well, from Yahoo Sports, Sports Grill. Miami Dolphins and NFL report. That will start hour number two right here on the Big O Radio Show. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. There is no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner, Craig Zins Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield... For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family owned and operated, they offer free 30 day storage, full service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com.
viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. While the NFL plans for the 2023 season, the Big O Radio Show keeps you informed by tracking everything from free agency, trades, draft, and all the news you can handle. It's the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Andy Barons. All right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend that is Andy Barons, and he adjusted with us because we had to do an afternoon show today here at Hialeah Park since we take off to the Combine tomorrow. How you doing, my man? You doing all right? I'm good. I'm good, yeah. Um uh, traveling over the weekend, I was in I was in Boston. I was that was kind of exciting. My daughter had a track meet. That was fun. So I'm but I'm back. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm in place here. I'm good to go. How'd she do? Great. She did great. Um, she's a distance runner. Broke okay. broke 17 minutes in the 5K for the first time, which wow. is crazy and unrelatable to me. Um, so uh, really really impressed with her right at this moment. Just a I'm little impressed with her. She's just a little bit really. Imp- She's just a little bit ahead of me because I can probably do 17 hours in the 5K. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just a it's just a stupid thing to watch and it's a stupid thing to contemplate and I could never. Um, so. Yeah, no, it's uh long distance runners. You got to give them uh, major props. All right, can you help me out here? So Byron Jones. Okay, so he says he can't run and jump. But then then when they ask him, so are you retiring? Uh, No, I'm not retiring. And then he wants to warn everybody about the pills and everything else that went on in the NFL. It's 2023. Did Byron Jones not know what he was getting himself into? Like, like, dude, you're not enlightening anybody. We kind of know that if you play football, you're not coming out of it healthy, dude. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you were taking these pills or anything? I, I just love how, and I get what he's doing. He's trying to justify why he's been out all year. He waited till March to have his surgery instead of having it right after the season ended last year. So then that dragged on, and then he never got onto the field. And so now he's talking about how he can't run and he can't jump, but I'm not retiring. And it's like, so wait a minute, dude. So what are you doing? And, and, and then he wants to <laughs> warn us about the dangers of football. Like, dude, what is this, like 1980? Like, we already all know the dangers of football, dude. We know they give you drugs to mask the injuries. We know that yeah. you shoot yourself up. We know that you play hurt. We know that you won't come out of the game normal. That's not breaking any news, dude. Like a coal miner knows that his lungs aren't going to be the same when he's done doing that for decades. You know, a teacher knows she's probably not going to be very sane after teaching for 20 or 30 years and dealing (laughs) with all these punks. You know what I mean? Give me a break, dude. It's just like it's almost like a PR move to get some sympathy almost from what I see more than anything else. But your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, it's not, it's not particularly revelatory, right? Um, I, I am, I am sympathetic to anyone who, when they were, you know, I, like I get it when all of us, no, no matter, most of us are not athletes at the level that uh, Byron Jones or, or anyone comparable, certainly, but like, like when you're 20, 21, it is super easy to say, well, that'll never be me. Right. Like I'm, I'm you're invincible. Uh, 
yeah, you're absolutely indestructible. And the NFL will obviously teach you very quickly that no, no, you're plenty destructible. Um, cause that's, cause that's what we do here, right? We, we slam into each other at, at high speeds and we are. So you end up like large. the guy, in, you end up like the guy in Goldeneye. I am invincible. <laughs> and then the stuff it's falls all- on you and you become stone. Yes, exactly. It's also like, it shouldn't at this point, um, after, you know, how have we not learned this lesson? Oh, I'm sure we have most, most people know. That, well, no, like, By- Byron didn't know. He didn't, he had no doctors. Idea. Yeah, doctors affiliated with teams are obviously on different timelines than, than, you know, it's not, you're not necessarily the primary care physician for the, the individual, right? And, and perhaps in the, in the moment, you are not at halftime of a game where, you know, your, your employer, the Miami Dolphins or whichever NFL team is, is like, hey, we, we need this guy. Um, you know, you're, you're not thinking about the long time horizon for the, for the individual player. It is, it has always been that way. Um, it, it's getting better incrementally maybe, but, um, teams are certainly going to resist it. Coaches are certainly going to resist it because they weren't brought up in it. Um, you know, obviously painkiller, like talk to anybody who's ever played in the NFL painkillers are simply a fact of life. It's the same. And, you know, it's the same at, at, at every other like money making level of the sport. Um, it's not new. It's not, just it's not just like alcohol. Alcohol is nothing new to teachers all over the world. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, man. But I, I was actually uh, I was just reading uh, a, an article on Byron Jones, by the way, that called him the world long jump record holder, which. Like I, I hate reading as, as a fan of track and field. Let me just tell you, I hate reading stuff like that because Byron Jones is not the world record holder in the long jump. He like, he has like an unofficial record in the combine broad jump, which has not been a track event in like a hundred years. Anyway, he was tr- tremendously athletic, but it should not be a big revelation to anybody that uh, uh, if there's one thing that will wreck your athleticism in a hurry, it is NFL football. Of course it is. Yeah, I, I just I, I just find it funny that you know the way he's phrasing all of this, trying to break news to us. Like, yeah, dude, we we know all football players are screwed up when they're done playing. Yeah. That's kind of, that's part of the game. And if you didn't know that you were going to be all screwed up, then uh, you know I got some issues with you. Uh, by the way, I I want to congratulate your Bears. So they've now decided not to trade Justin Fields. Oh, okay, great. Yes, that's fantastic. I mean. Where was that even a thought? Like, how would you give up? Look, if you want to give up on Zach Milf Wilson, I got no problem with that. I understand the kid's been immature. He hasn't handled anything the right way for two years, and he can't even play. Okay, so you want to give up on him? You know, still kind of early, yeah. but I get that one. I understand. Justin Fields has been a rock for you, bro. He's a yeah, young I man. I, I don't think the Bears just came to this decision, by the way. Like, I think we're, but, we're but, seeing but, some reporting why, on Why it would right it even now. be brought up? Why would it even be thought of at this point? You, you got to give this kid a chance to grow. He's got all the ability in the world, and he's really a good kid. So he's not like Kyler Murray that he's not going to study and not going to work hard. He's actually the polar opposite of that. So he has the work ethic. He has the incredible talent. Okay, you and I, we've talked about this. Do I worry about his accuracy? 
Of course I do. But look at Jalen Hurts. It can be worked on. It can be perfected a little bit more. And so you got to give him time. The fact that this was even a conversation. In fact, I got to tell you something. If I owned the Bears and I was in the front office and somebody said, hey, maybe we should think about, you know, trading Justin Fields, I would have punched the guy out right there and then. Just right there. (laughs) And then tell him, you're fired. Get the hell out of this building right now. I mean, seriously. How could that even be a discussion? Yeah, number number one, he has athletic traits that can't be taught, right? And and probably can't be found in this particular draft. Maybe the Florida kid, right? But um, but the, but there's just not a lot of places where you can find the level of athleticism that that Justin Fields has. He, uh, you've also invested multiple years in him now, um, so you can't just like shake the etch a sketch every two years and say, nope, starting over. Because we found another like shiny toy, right? You can't do that for a t- um, for a that, team that, that can't find quarterbacks for decades. Yeah. And you can you can also easily imagine, um, you know, I don't know that premier receivers right now are going to be lining up to play with Justin Fields, but you can certainly imagine Justin Fields as the centerpiece of the team that that dudes want to play for too, right? Um, yeah. That that is that is pretty easy to see. He's um, by absolutely all accounts um, incredibly hard worker. Uh, you know, like say whatever you like about the sack rate was terrible. Um, well, that's that's you know, part he, of young and running quarterbacks. They got to right, know. Right. They got to know, as Kenny Rogers would say, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Yeah. And running quarterbacks, that is a trick with them because they're so athletic. They always think they can make something happen, and a lot of times they end up running into sacks. That happens all the time, the time with these. He guys. does make the, you know, the the flip side of it is occasionally he'll rush for a sixty yard touchdown, right? Because he's the most athletic guy on the field at any given time. You're right. So, and that that won't last forever. And he's you know he's put himself at risk. And we can have a discussion about running quarterbacks versus pure pocket passers and all of that. But he's he's a huge talent um, who has every bit the right attitude. Um, he has been he's been a great citizen, right? Like I, I don't know, every, everything about him has been he's super easy to root for. As a Bears fan, I'm still really excited about him. I don't think it was much of a topic of discussion. I mean, if you have a scout who's just banging the table for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, I would get that too. They're good. But I can't imagine just walking back the the years that you've now spent with Justin Fields. The, prog- the, the, the progressive years, okay? Mm-hmm. Remember, that's why I brought up Zach Wilson. There's been no progression there. there this has right. been progressive. You are getting better and better. So, like, what do you want? Get- I expect him to become better next year. Now, if we get to the point that he can't fix his accuracy, then fine. But giving up on that kid now. Now, I will say this. This is one thing that you Chicagoans need to straighten that young man out. Okay? All right? This dome shit has got to end. All right? (laughs) Like, Like, yo, dude. This is why when you're in Buffalo, you want to play in the elements. This is why when you're in Miami, we want the heat and humidity in September and October. We want to see those guys sucking wind going, oh, my God, this humidity is going and sucking the life out of me. That's what you want, dude. I mean, it's like the dumbest thing the Vikings ever did was go to a dome. That's right, stupid. Right. What? Why is it called the frozen tundra? Because you don't want to go to Green Bay and november and december and january because it's gonna be cold as hell there like that's the one thing that i would tell justin feels like i pull him aside yo kid this is to our advantage wear something warmer let's go suck it up (laughs) 
It's yeah, this is one of those things that becomes like a, a, a local government discussion too, right? Because there's a there's a non-trivial number of people that want you to have, you know, the type of facility where we can have a Super Bowl and we can have a Final Four and we can have all the stuff, but there is just something wonderful about having an outdoor stadium in the Midwest and you get occasionally terrible conditions, but like you live in it and they don't, and uh, it, right. it should be an advantage. You, in fact, it should like just somebody who's as, as gifted athletically and as fast and as quick cutting as Justin Fields is, um, it should be a huge advantage. Like once or twice a year when you get in a snow game or you get in one of those monsoons that we will occasionally have by the Great, Great Lakes, point. right? Um, Great point. By the, by, the way, by the way, Chicago and Buffalo should build the dome. They should but a retractable one because what yeah. you do it because the stupidity of this is you do have to build the dome if you're in those places, because this is what I'm going to tell you. So you have a snowstorm going on, right? But you're still going to play the game. Okay. So you have it closed until like 15, 20 minutes, half hour before the game, you open it up, let the elements in that way. Your stadium is not snowed in by 15 feet of snow and you got to shovel right. it all out this way. You protect it. And this way you can have, other events you can do other things and hold other events because you do have the roof but if you're buffalo or you're chicago you unveil the roof you know you take that thing out you open it up half hour prior to games no matter what the elements are and that's it what a, what a moment for fans in the stadium too right and we never we've never seen anything like that really. right like imagine it's it's five minutes before kickoff and you're comfortable in the dome and the opposing team is comfortable in the dome and then all of a sudden that roof starts to come back oh my god that'd be so exciting exactly and then the elements come in and then then and then the the bears and the, and the bills are like okay this is what we practice in all right we're good yeah. and then the dolphins and you know, the Falcons and the Texans and, you know, the, the, the Cardinals. And we're all freezing our asses off going, God damn, this place sucks. You know, because that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, you know, come on, kid, play to your elements, man. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the Lamar Jackson talk. Would you give him a fully guaranteed deal? Um, along a different timeline than the one that he's looking at, I, I think I might, but I, you know, I, I don't think it's reasonable for any team to give him everything he's asking for. This is one of those tricky conversations because like I, the reported offers that Baltimore has made, I don't, I don't find them shocking. I find them really reasonable and, and fairly generous. Yeah, right? but he, he um, wants fully guaranteed and more money than Watson. Which I, which I also like. I, I, I understand again, I the generality what he's doing of it. And I, yes. and I we, we talked about this before. Like I, I get that somebody along the way is going to have to sort of, sort of lead the charge for NFL players to get more guaranteed money. It's wild that we're in this situation where the sport where they at the where they are at the greatest risk. And we you know we talked about it with Jones and what he said. Like yeah, you really are at the greatest physical risk, and um, you have the you know you have the least. A percentage of guaranteed dollars. It's it's troubling. I would I would want all of it if I were Lamar, but I can't believe um, that that they can't find a compromise position here because I I think that what Baltimore has apparently offered seems pretty in line with every contract except for Watson's. Um, I would like to think that you know we'll, we'll see where the numbers come in for for Jalen Hurts, who you know by the way has now taken a team. Further than than Lamar Jackson has, Lamar can and, and, and he's his... become a better passer than Lamar. Let's be honest, please. Yeah. Oh yeah, with much better weapons. God, I mean, yes. I, we 
we'd like to see Lamar Jackson with an AJ Brown with uh, uh, receivers of the quality of Philadelphia's. But but Jalen Hurts has has already been the the best player in a Super Bowl, arguably, right? So like yeah. maybe that maybe those contracts shouldn't be uh, uh, you know exactly the same because Jalen has accomplished something. I, I've seen I've been. seen him get better at that area in passing than the other guy does. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just yeah, I've seen the other guy overthrow receivers all the time, and it has nothing to do with their names. They're wide but open, the, and they're they're. If and the number ultimately comes in for Jalen Hurts, and it's not you know. And, and, and there's a lot of non-guaranteed money in that deal. If there's, you know, something like 130 million guaranteed and an equal amount that is not guaranteed, I don't know. That seems that doesn't seem outrageous to me. Um, but it's just it's just the the problem is the is the Watson contract. But you can't you can't let one overly generous. The other the other complication, of course, in the Watson contract is he probably didn't want to be there. And uh, right. in order to facilitate he it, didn't they want had to give him all that guaranteed money. Right. You know, if right. if Lamar truly wants to be in Baltimore, I can't believe that they're not going to find a compromise position. But but no, to answer your original question, my I mean, my offer would not be the Deshaun Watson contract. It would never reach that level either. I don't think. Yeah, most of us that don't live in Cleveland, you're going to have to pay us a lot to live there. Sorry, Cleveland. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, Dolphins. They need a linebacker badly, my brother. I mean badly. And they this happens to be an offseason where there's going to be a boatload of middle linebackers available in free agency. Now, there's one that's a little hypothetical. I'm not big on hypotheticals. I don't like doing that. But I'm going to throw his name into this group. All right, so Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals, Bobby Wagner is available, Levante David's available, David Long Jr. dealt with some injuries, but he's also available, and Tremaine Edmonds, who still could be tagged and, you know, but apparently the Bills now with these new contracts kicking in, and especially Allen's, they're going to be limited on to who they can actually keep. So there's some word that Edmonds is going to hit free agency. So your thoughts on... If you're the Dolphins, who's the middle linebacker you're going for that you think a, a guy like Vic Fangio would like? And and you 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 saw him coach in Chicago, so you know what he likes. Yeah, one of the um, for, first of all, you need because uh, uh, of that saying at, at the linebacker position generally, but but particularly when you think about uh, what Fangio is really like. One of the it, it's not it's not super splashy, but one of the, like one of the traits that I think of when you think of a Vic Fangio defense is you're just not giving up huge plays, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna beat us, if you're gonna put up a number against this defense, you're gonna have to do it like small think and dunk, at a time. think and dunk, yeah. all the way down. Yeah, he's he's just not gonna give you you know seventy yards to the house. That just doesn't happen a lot. Reliable tacklers, couple of couple of really reliable tacklers, um, sort of playing inside linebacker positions, and and so when I think of that. I don't know. Like maybe Edmonds is not the first name that comes to mind. I feel like he's been a little bit of a roller coaster, um, but he's obviously he's, he's younger than some of the other names on this list. If I'm I'm the Dolphins and I just think I can win right now, and I I do right. Like I, I yeah, I need to add a running back. I need to do some things, but I feel like I've probably got my quarterback. I've certainly got my receivers. I've got a lot of key pieces in place. Um, I mean, da- either David or Bobby Wagner makes a lot of sense. I'm with you when. When when Wagner and the Rams parted ways, you, you, you realistically it sounded like maybe Wagner already had a destination in mind. Um, Miami would would seem to would seem to fit like all the all the boxes you could imagine. Perfect. Bobby Wagner writing down. I think Miami checks him, so it's not going to surprise me if he's the guy. And he's um, not, he, he, and it's not a cap killer deal. 
He's not going right. to ask for like Edmonds. You're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And like you said, he may not be the perfect fit. He's not like you. I know what you're doing. You're thinking Roquan, and you're going okay. Yeah. Who yeah. fill? Who's more like Roquan in that defense? And Bobby Wagner is Bobby Wagner is Roquan before Roquan, right? That's I what. Also, I, like, in, in other words, Bobby Wagner is Roquan. I mean, I'm sorry, Roquan is Bobby Wagner. So go get the guy that you could probably get for at least two years because he's probably got two really good years left. Not a cap killer, and then you can turn it over, and maybe you can even draft a young guy over the next year or two to kind of groom. And I listen. I think Levante David certainly fits that. Um, I agree. Fits some of that description as well. Plus, one of the one of the big problems that you've got in the AFC over the next couple of years is at some point I have to get past the Chiefs. And I have seen Levante David not perfectly, but imperfectly cover Travis Kelsey and do a credible job doing it on the biggest stage in sports. Right. And and that that would matter to me. Like he like that team is a problem. I think Miami's good enough that you need to think about the top of the AFC and how do I get past the Bengals and how do I get past the Chiefs and how do I get past the Bills, right? Like Amen. that's what I'm thinking about if I'm as good as the Dolphins are. I will also say that um, I think that Kazir White is is a free agent as well. And I he might be a bit of a consolation prize as a linebacker, but I, I don't I don't think he's necessarily back with Philadelphia. And that guy's a tackler. Like that, that guy's that guy's I don't know, playing a couple of IDP leagues. So I can tell you that White has has totaled over 250 tackles over the last two years. Like he's he's bankable. I don't think he's Bobby Wagner. I'm not saying that, but if you you know if Bobby Wagner turns out not to be available to you, I think he's a really interesting name. I think he's a pretty steady force week in and week out. What do you got working on uh, on uh, Yahoo so folks can check you out, my friend? So much fantasy baseball content going on right now. Um, we're releasing all kinds of sleepers and position previews and mock drafts and all that all that usual baseball silliness. Also, uh, the Fantasy Football Forecast podcast is going to continue uh, all year round. I don't know when it's going to end. Maybe it'll never end, um, but it's certainly going to go uh, fast and furious to drafts. Football never ends, dude. I'm in the combine this never week, ends. and then, you know, free agency is about to start, and then we'll be getting ready for the draft and then are you going to run a 40 are we going to get the official um measurables on I, Big o I was thinking I was years? thinking of doing it but then Andy then everybody is going to be heartbroken when I do a 4-1 and then no <laughs> one else and then you know and then teams are going to be asking me hey you know can you get in shape and you can might do a 3-9 you know that kind of stuff so I don't want to put other people to shame by going over there and just you know, it's it's just not fair. They've been working all their lives. Me, you know, I've been eating cheeseburgers, and I'm gonna go, you know, <laughs> overshadow them. That's just not that's just not right. That's just not right. I I, I like just the, need the ver I need the vertical. I need to know the vertical. Oh yeah, I can sky, I can sky <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> Instead of a rabbit in front of you, they're gonna have a cheeseburger, and you chase exactly. a cheeseburger down the yeah. That's that's how that's how I run my race. Hell yeah. Follow him on the, Twitter. Cheeseburger up on top of the like forty-eight inch mark on the vertical leap thing, and yeah, you're, you're, that's it. Down. Follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons and catch his work there at Sport at, at uh, Sports Grill. I keep saying at Yahoo <laughs> Sports with our Sports Grill, Miami Dolphins, and NFL Report. Andy, as always, thank you, my friend. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, Bigo. Appreciate you it. it. Have fun. You got it. Definitely. Always. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. There you go, Andy Barons, and it's Sports Grill. You know, it's Monday. 
So today, Monday at Sports Grill, they got all kinds of things going on. The Kendall location, oh baby, they got the milkshakes going on right now. The rock and roll music playing all night long. And today, the $7 single smash burger on Mondays. Tuesday, $2 tacos, chicken, beef, and fish. And on Wednesdays, listen, you buy an, an adult buys an entree, your kid eats for free. You're going to love that. Plus, they've got their hot sauces available to take home. The buffalo sauce, the Miami Heat, the Blackberry, the barbecue, the Dale. They got them out there, and the Doral location is open. Sports Grill, baby. Check it out. Eight great locations. Sportsgrill.com. This has been the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Andy Barons. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. All right, all right, all right. Devin Jordan. But first of all, Knight, thank you for the love on the Super Chat. He says, Byron sounds like he's making excuses. Amen to that. Total excuses. Uh, that, that's why I'm not buying any of this crap from his ass. Devin Jordan, this is funny. Devin, thank you for the love in the super chat. Says, what's up, Bo? It might be time to blow up this Heat roster. This team is a crap show. Something needs to change. So I text him while I'm doing the interview. I go, you know, I've talked about this already. He goes, oh, sorry if I just missed it. I'm like, no, dude, like weeks ago I talked about this. <laughs> okay? I told you guys that you needed to trade Jimmy Butler. I, I said this already. This is, this is a disaster what's going on. This is a poorly constructed team. Spo is so good that he makes you look better than what you are. This is practically the same team from last year. They were a shot away from the Eastern Conference. They're struggling to make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, they're a mediocre team. This is a mediocre bunch, this Heat team. And that's why I said you had, and, and like I told you with Kevin Love, he'll bring more balance to him, but he's not going to make you better. You're not, you're not cutting the deficit between you and the top teams. I even told you, you can go back and listen, I don't even think it'll mean an extra game for you. And they're 0-2 already. And they lost to the damn Hornets, bro. Brother, when you're down by 20 to the Hornets, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this team? Thank God for Inter-Miami making my weekend a little better. Because that was a lot of fun to watch on Saturday night when I got back from the DRL. I had a, I had a great Saturday, man. Enjoying the DRL. I had a great day there. And then, and that was a really cool event, by the way. We haven't, we haven't gotten into it, but that was a really cool event. And then I went home, and then, you know, you watch what goes on with the Heat, and then, you know, and then I watched the Inter game, which was a real pleasure to watch. But, Devin, I talked about this. I, I, I've been talking about this. I love Pat Riley, man. I love the Arison family. They're fantastic. They've dropped the ball lately. They haven't been as good. And... You know, they give the ingredients to the coach, and the coach does the best cooking up what he has in the ingredients, but the ingredients aren't very good. And he makes them better than what they really are. He made them better than what they really are last year. He made them better than what they really are in the bubble. He made them better than what they really are at 31 and 10 with those journeymen. That's what Eric Spolstra does because he's a hell of a coach. But I'm sorry, the front office has not done a hell of a job. And this is not hindsight. 
I never wanted the extension for Jimmy Butler. And I certainly did not want the contract for Kyle Lousy. I'm, I'm clearly on the record for that one. Just like I was for Whiteside and Dion Waiters and those silly contracts. And I never bought any of that shit that they sold the riders. Oh, these are interchangeable deals. No, they're not. No, they're not. Let me tell you something what's gone on with the Miami Heat that they are guilty of, I'm guilty of, you're guilty of, we're all guilty of. Guess what? We got to stop falling in love with our own players because we have a coach that makes them better than what they are. And guess what? Riley did the same shit. But here's the difference. You want to know the difference? Are you ready? When Isaac Austin came back and lost 100 pounds, an entire human being, and turned his game around, did Miami give him a big contract or was it the Orlando Magic? Exactly. When Keon Dooling and Eric Murdoch lost their way and came to Miami to resurrect their careers and did, did Miami give them the contracts or they went elsewhere? They went elsewhere. We started to fall in love with the journeymen that we watched them develop and kickstart their careers. Here's Hassan Whiteside, who's been a bum his whole life. He comes in, you give him a contract for no reason because you lifted his career. James Johnson was a complete journeyman his entire career. You go and give him a four-year contract. Why are you getting drunk on your own players when you didn't do that before? And guess what? I'm guilty too. Not for Whiteside. But, you know, I've gotten guilty on the Duncan Robinson thing. I understood the contract. I got it. They developed him. He was a great shooter. Okay, I get it. You're going to use him off the good guys, and he'll have a lot of open shots. Okay, didn't work. Didn't work. So what are you going to do with Struess now? What are you going to do with Gabe Vincent? Caleb isn't necessarily living up to the contract you gave him. Got to stop falling in love with the players. You're not developing a star. I get it if you fall in love with your star that you just developed. He came out of nowhere and became a star. None of these guys that we're talking about have been stars, are stars, will be stars, can be stars. We got to stop drinking the Kool-Aid on our own players. Pat Riley, the Miami Heat, they got to go back to what they used to do. Let everybody else pay them. My God, you're giving Kyle Lowry the money for what he did in Toronto. This is what Toronto was supposed to do at the back end of his career. What they've done for Udonis Haslam. But why the hell are you rewarding Kyle Lowry for what he did in Toronto? Because he ain't doing shit for you. I mean, are we going to be honest now? And I bet nobody's told you that, right? Nobody. Nobody's mentioned that. Isn't it interesting how this is a franchise that now falls in love with the mediocre players that they make overachieve? When you used to just get those mediocre players, make them overachieve, and let them go elsewhere. What happened to the Heat? 
What happened to this front office? What is it about listening to players and they're making decisions for you? Why is it that you think you have to sign Dion Waiters when he needs ankle surgery? I'm sorry, what, what makes you think that Kyle Lowry was a good decision at this age? They've lost their fastball. They need to get back on track, and they need to have more of an edge. Okay? They don't have the cutter's edge. They need the cutter's edge. They don't have the cutter's edge. And that's the problem there. That's what's going on with the Miami Heat. They have lost their way. That's what they've done. They've lost their way. They've lost the way they do things. It's a shame. And by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, am I right here? The only guy in the history of the Heat that you've developed off the street that you should have kept and kept is Udonis Haslam. Who else did you develop off the street? From Murdoch to Isaac Austin to Whiteside to... Give me, give me an unknown like that that you developed that you must have kept. None of them. Except Udonis Haslam. And all of a sudden now... We're hoarders. Now we're keeping all these guys that are just guys. But they, you're buying your own, your own drugs. You're getting high on your own supply. Because you used to watch them overachieve and then let somebody else pay them. Now you're falling in love with your own guys that really aren't that good, and you're paying them weird it's a weird dynamic how things have changed with the miami heat so Devin, i've already talked about this just like i did with x two years ago it's just you know some of you did it a lot the the x thing almost none of you agreed with me on trading x two years ago after the 10 interceptions but uh, a lot of you did agree with me on the jimmy butler thing i remember that a lot of you did agree with me on that one that one, I will say some of you were like, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Guy Brown, thank you for the love on the super chat. Says, Big O, if you have time, look at Bob Gibson's Hall of Fame speech. He speaks of the importance of confidence. I reference this as it relates to McDaniel's confidence in Tua and what we can expect. Okay, I'll check it out. I will check it out. Man, the day goes so much faster at work when Big O is on. LOL. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Green Lion says, time to trade Jimmy this summer. Maybe they can trade Lowry next deadline. They should be able to trade Lowry in the next couple months uh, because of expiring contract. So, yeah. How's that? Anybody want him? Yeah, for expiring, yes. But you've got to find, like, some frustrated player that has two years left, but they're not giving you a bad contract in return. So, yeah, you've got to find, like, the right situation. And he's done that in the past. Hopefully he can do it again. Man of a 1,005 holes says, too many five-year extension contracts. Next, next person who gets signed needs to be for two years, not five, so you'll be able to get out of that contract. 
Big O, we could even see Lowry start to decline up here some years back. Yeah, he was already declining. It was a, I, I never understood that contract. Never understood that contract at all. And you thought they would learn after Tyler Dion Whiteside's contract. Nope. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Yeah, they're getting too high on their supply. If we traded Jimmy Butler, who and what are we trading him for? I don't know. But hanging on to him for the next three years, playing less and less games, and the body breaking down, it ain't going to get any better for Jimmy Butler. Keeping him is not the smart move. So, actually, let me rephrase that. Extending him was the absolutely terrible move on their part. Terrible move. So, um, Zion Williamson for Jimmy. <laughs> King Sure says, yeah, you can't consume your own product. Bad business. Yeah, you're right. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do it. Won't do it. By the way, it is time to talk about our Cutter's Edge MVP. We love talking about our MVP. And this weekend, this is an MVP that goes under the radar. And most of you won't give him the MVP yet because you haven't seen enough yet or you don't even watch it all or you don't even know or you don't even care. But that man deserves an MVP. And guess who it's going to be? Here we go. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com. Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. All right. I, and my MVP is Phil Neville, the head coach of Inter-Miami who inherited a mess two years ago and had to fight through that mess and the whole thing with Higuain, and it was so dysfunctional, everything that was going on with Pizarro and Higuain, and, and, uh, and what was the French guy's name that uh, was a disaster? Um, uh, Matweedy, Matweedy or whatever. Uh, I, I mean, give me a break. It was, it was a very poorly constructed team, and he inherited a mess. And it was hard for him to make it better. And then the following year, it was another challenge, 19 new players, and the team got better and better as the year went on. The chemistry, a lot of the young guys were developing, which for me was a great sign of Phil that not only could he deal with veterans like Higuain and get him back on track and get him to be a part of the team like he did last year, but on top of that, young guys were developing and getting better. They developed a goaltender in Drake Callender. So what Chris Henderson has done is a phenomenal job, as expected, because he knows his stuff. But what Phil Neville has done in balancing this roster and handling the personalities and handling the difficult situations and handling giving, being given a terrible team that first year to what he has now and to open up the season like he did against – and I know Montreal's not a great team – I'm not sure if they even make the playoffs this year because of all the firepower that they lost off of the team last year. But still, Miami is not, they have not won their home opener. You know what I mean? And they dominated that home opener. 
they were the, clearly the better team. They were aggressive, okay, and they lost Campana before that game started. Leo was injured again, which really disappointing that Leo is constantly injured and he can't, you know, take the pitch. But I, Phil Neville, that is my cutter's edge, MVP of this week here or today. Uh, I love what he's done since he took over here at Inter-Miami. Kudos to the work that um, Phil Neville has done for Inter-Miami. That's our cutter's edge, MVP. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. All right, we love it. And uh, call my man Will and Mike uh, at Cutters Edge Pro. They know how to get it done. 954-472-0622. Landscaping, outdoor lighting, irrigation, artificial grass. The artificial grass. I was I, Last night, we were, I was hanging out with the dogs, and they were just running around having some fun. And it's just so amazing, the artificial grass, because there's no dirt. There's no mud. There's no grass being brought into the house, no mud, no dirt, no, no, no paw prints or footprints. Because when you go out to the backyard and then you come in, you've got the wife yelling at you, hey, I just cleaned the floors, all that. That's what I love. It's so easy to maintain. I'm telling you, call Cutter's Edge and find out about artificial turf and everything else because landscaping takes your home to the next level. Yes, sir. No big surprise or anything, but uh, Carson Wentz has been released by the commanders. Ah, okay. All right. The The kid was uh, excited about getting a shot to uh, – isn't it, isn't it uh, Kyle Trask is on that team? Is it on that team? No, Trask is Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa. That's right. He's yeah, being yeah. A ch- given a chance to compete yeah. for the job. That's what it is. Who's the guy in uh, – who do they have over there? Do they have the, 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 the North Carolina kid there? Ooh. That's who they have? The 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 for, the oh God, what's his name? Kid plays with some moxie too, man. Um, God, I thought how how is 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 he with the Commanders? I, I think is I think he's the backup. I think he's the one that's going to be given a chance to compete. Then I think it's no, what, is it? Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. T- Taylor Henneke, Carson Wentz, Sam Howell, Jake Fromm. Right, Sa- Sam Howell. Is like I think I read somewhere where Sam's like excited that he'll get a chance to compete for it, just like Kyle Trask is also going to yeah. compete for. The, I mean, well, if you drafted him, yeah, you knew the time was going to come at some point. Right. I mean, I mean, you drafted him. You might as well give the kids a chance to see if they can prove themselves. Man, you never know. So I like I like Sam Howe actually. I thought he he had a little something to his game, as they say. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Uh, hello. Just uh, thank you for your show. Always, you are the best in the biz, period. Thank you, Ray. That's very nice of you, my man. Appreciate you as always, man. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Bobby played 17 games in each of the last two seasons and had four interceptions in 21-22, so maybe he's got a little something left. Uh, every time a player gets released, Miami Dolphin fans, yep, yeah, always, dude. John, they want to pick up everybody, bro. Walt Dog says the Heat's problem centers around Jim, 
Bam and Tyler is Miami 100%. Um, yeah, problem is you don't have enough around him. Tyler's not consistent enough. He still hasn't earned that consistency. So he's not justifying his salary yet. You know, too, too many inconsistencies with Tyler's game. The only one in that thing that's really holding up is Bam. Right? Bam, yeah. Bam has been He's fantastic. He's been the only thing that – and that was the one – He's been a rock. Where you're kind of worried coming into the season if he was going to take that step up. And he did. Yep. And he did. Really like what I've seen from Bam. Really impressed with Bam. He needed that. that that's what he, that's my, That was my complaint with him last year. You know, you're, you're not a franchise uh, player until you can enforce your will offensively. And – he was able to do it, so I was impressed. Ira Winderman, by the way, speaking of basketball, will join us at the top of the hour. So we'll have a little fun uh, with Ira. Remember, redrecover.com. Uh, go to redrecover.com. You can get 30% off right now. I've been telling you about Red Recover now for a while. Uh, and listen, when it comes to Red Recover, we're talking about anything. Shoulder, arms, uh, knees, ankles, back, uh, neck. You name it, even your hair. By the way, I know that some of you have called about the hat um, and you haven't been able to get the hat. Let me walk you through what's going on. They've got to get it FDA approved, okay? So the red light therapy is already approved by the FDA, but they changed the hat to get a better hat. They weren't happy with the hat that they got initially, okay? And so they, they wanted to improve the back end of the hat. I think the Velcro or something like that or something, like, something silly. And so it still has to then get reapproved again. And I think it's, it's getting close. Those of you that have contacted redrecover.com, remember there's a contact us. And I tell you at times because the hat is not on the website right now. They don't show it to you because they don't want you. But since I talk about it and since, you know, I've got all my, my well, not all, but my hair is coming back. And it's, and by the way, the rest of my hair, I'm fuller now. Like when my wife is blow drying my hair sometimes, she's like, hey man, your, your hair is fuller now. You know, she says, hey babe, not man, but uh, you know, hey babe, your, your hair is actually fuller, not just growing in this part, but it's actually, you know, fuller. And, and so, you know, it helps in other areas too. And so it's not just a spot that's bald. By the way, uh, these parts here, that you know normally don't grow anything there's like a couple of hairs that are coming not enough to fill out but if you look closely there's a couple of hairs coming out now from this part which i that's you know weird i i didn't think because it's been dead forever now remember the hat only helps if you're now in the process of just losing your hair you just lost it if it's been gone for years like this it probably won't grow back but there's, if, you, if you look closely, there's actually a couple of hairs coming out, which is just funny, you know. But anyway, um, so it's great. And, and those of you that have checked in about the hat, they have your name. They have your contact. They will contact you once it gets approved, okay? But for those of you, man, my wife uses the one for the bottom of her feet because she's a teacher standing all day. Uh, you got some tennis elbow or pickleball elbow or whatever it is, knees back pain maybe you're a ups driver and you got some back pain i don't does byron jones know that ups drivers also get a lot of wear and tear with their backs i'm not sure not sure you know next thing i know a ups driver is going to tell me he's sore 
he or she is sore after carrying boxes for 25 years and lugging around trucks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I can't imagine why a UPS driver would be dead-ass tired after delivering 400 boxes a day. By the way, that's the other thing I hear about those UPS drivers. Brother, they, they, they drop off like they work their asses off. Okay? I just want to make sure that people, do, you know, lots of normal people have aches and pains and soreness and permanent damage from their own jobs, too. It's not just football players. But anyway, those of you that need Red Recover, okay, go to redrecover.com, 30% off. It's still going on. When that goes, don't complain. You got a shot at 30% off. Great present for somebody you know that is struggling with some kind of former injury, a former uh, surgery, something like that. By the way, it can also help scars disappear. That's amazing. So if you recently had a surgery and you got a fresh scar, it can help make that scar disappear. Red light therapy is amazing. Redrecover.com. Trade Jim for uh, Jimmy for LBJ. There we go. That should be that's 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 an even trade. Actually, they should give us two first rounders also. At the end of the Lakers game last night, Mark Cuban. Oh yeah, you saw that. Mark Cuban looked like he spent three million and got seventy percent equity on a company going nowhere. I know. Did you see that face from Mark Cuban on the sidelines? Oh my God! How many games have they won since they got Kyrie? Like, they lose all the time now. I, I, I don't know if they've won more than one game with Kyrie. Check it out for me. Big O, I'm behind recovering. Okay, well, you'll catch up. Thanks for the update on the hat. I've been messaging them from time to time, and I don't know. I don't want to be annoying to them. Now, you're not annoying. They, 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 they you know, I talked to Ed. He's well aware of it. He cares you know, Ed is really passionate about this product. It is such a great product. Uh, I mean, it works for dogs and everything. It, it's healthy for everybody, adults, kids, because it's all natural. There are no side effects. Um, I think it's a, a magnificent product. I really do. I think red light therapy is one of the greatest inventions out there. And it truly helps you with aches and pains and, you know, old injuries and, and hair and you name it, man. It, soreness. It helps you. It helps you optimize your 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 workouts. If you use it before and after, you'll feel the difference as time goes on. Yeah, man. It's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Kyrie Irving was a dump job. Brooklyn got Spencer back. Lakers didn't get him. Everyone knows Dallas is not competing. It was a favor trade. I don't know, bro. I think I disagree with you a thousand percent on that. I, I think Mark Cuban doesn't do stuff like that. He does it because he thought he was going to win with that guy. It might sound insane, but I think so. Looks like now they're 3-3 three and three with Kyrie. Oh, really? But they've lost three out of four that him and Luka have played together. Oh, okay, so they only won one game. Yeah, That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, know, because he's missed games. That's right. Yeah. 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 So they're 1-3 they're and three with the two together. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, not surprising. Not surprising. I've uh, been waiting for a hair loss cure for nearly 30 years. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately. I know it's so tough, right? And we're all headed there, bro. You know what I mean? So the red light therapy is helping me out. But eventually, you know, I'll get too old and 
None of us are walking around with a full head of hair at 90 years old. Like, you know, less than 1% of us are probably walking around like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's a couple of freaks out there that still have some hair, but most of us will end up losing our hair. That's kind of, unfortunately, you know, the sad part about, about the whole situation. Uh, remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. Always appreciate all of you out there for uh, supporting us any way that you can. And remember, uh, tomorrow afternoon, we, we will be uh, headed out to Indianapolis. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, maybe a little bit of Saturday, we'll be broadcasting from Indy keeping you updated on everything going on. The Heat have lost four in a row. Friday, they lost to the Bucks badly, 128 to 99. They shot 22% from three-point range. Love went 0 of 4. Gabe went 0 of 5. Duncan went 1 of 6. Saturday, they lose to the Hornets. At one point, they're down by 20. They come back, but they still lose 108 to 103. They shoot 30% from the three-point line. Uh, Hornets shot um, 32%. Love was 3 of 9. Gabe was 1 of 4. Depot 0 of 4. Struess 0 of 3. Duncan 0 of 1. And Hero did shoot well that night, finally. 6 of 12. Tonight, they take on the Sixers. The Sixers are favored by 6 points. The over and under is 217. Heat are plus 195 on the money line, and Sixers are minus 230. Jimmy is tired of losing, he says. It tells me, take the Sixers. I got to tell you something. It's the dangerous part is thinking that you can turn it up when nothing's been proven that you could. Right, exactly. And, and he kind of did that throughout the season, as Ira Winderman would keep asking him about that. And I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll turn it up. We'll turn it up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you haven't been able to turn up jack crap. It's been bad. They've lost four in a row. Ugly. Ugly things going on with the Miami Heat right now. Four in a row. I mean, our winter teams are brutal, dude. The Panthers also, they lose, um, they lose to the Sabres three to one on Friday, but, you know, and they got the lightning tonight now. <laughs> you got to try to beat the lightning, which they own your ass pretty much. And here's the worst part. You know, the Panthers have now fallen to the 11th spot in the playoffs. They've got 64 points in 61 games. Pittsburgh's got the eighth spot. They've got 67 points, so they're three points ahead of you, but 58 games, three less games. Buffalo, which is ninth, Okay, so remember, you've got three teams you've got to leap in order to get to the, to the playoffs. Buffalo, which is ninth, they've got 66 points to your 64, but they've played 59 games to your 61. That's why that loss on Friday to the Sabres, who had played less games than you, was devastating to the Panthers. I mean, they're putting themselves in a position where they've got to start to put together like a serious winning streak in order to get into the playoffs because they're so far behind in games played. In years past, when they would fall into these holes, they usually had a couple of games in hand that would help them out at times. 
now, oh my God, they're two, three, and four games behind some teams. Not good. Not good. And I am not looking forward to tonight's game against the Lightning. Just like I'm not really looking forward to the Heat and the Sixers tonight. Yeah, that one kind of gets me nervous. Okay? That's what I would tell you. All right. Let's get ready for hour number three. Ira Winderman is going to join us with our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Let's get into the mess that is the Miami Heat next. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. I'm breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slow Winds, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Keep fans. Time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. 
All righty, there he is. How you feeling, Ira? How you feeling about this mess that is called the Miami Heat right now? Uh, I, you know what? I'm probably feeling how they're feeling. Plenty stressed about it. Uh, when reality hits home and you realize who you are and the task ahead of you, I think this is as sobering as any time I can remember for the Heat, probably in the last at least three seasons. Even, even two years ago when they lost in the first round to Milwaukee, they still felt there was something left. Now to have to probably try to make the playoffs through the play-in round, this is like nothing this team has experienced in at least four years. It's almost like you're back in the Tyler Hero draft gear getting through that 2018-19 season. No, it's uh, it's uh, kind of disturbing uh, what's going on. And I know that you know many times I watch the comments of uh, the coach or the players, and specifically with Jimmy Butler, he kind of kept putting you off. Uh, no, we'll be fine. We'll turn it up. We'll turn it up. Um, and, and you're talking about, you know, finding out the reality of who you are. Does Jimmy Butler still think right now that they can turn it up? Because it just doesn't seem like a team that can find a way to turn it up. No, and, and it's interesting because at all the turns, Big O, first you say, we'll turn it up at the trading deadline. They got nothing. Then you go, we'll turn it up at the buyout deadline. And there was real optimism with Kevin Love and Cody Zeller until you realized this team needed more than ninth and 10th men. They need something further up the rotation. What hits home is this. This Heat team, honestly, for the last three years, from the bubble, making it to the finals, to last year within one shot, one game, one win of the Eastern Conference Finals, is they had overachieved. And we're realizing that now after the fact. You know, look, you want to be a fan. You want to be a follower. You want to go, you have a championship aspiration. Eric Spolstra, bro. He, no, Eric Spolstra makes Spolstra you has to overachieve also. And he makes you look better than what you are. Bubble, no. m m bubble, journeyman, last year. That's what he does, dude. That's the problem. They're really not that good. It's just you have a great freaking coach that can maximize no, you had these a guys. team that overachieved before, and Eric Spolstra is underachieving right now. And the problem or, or, is or maybe this is what they really are. He just got the max out of them last year. Just like just like the journeymen, he got 31 and 10 out of them, and then they re-sign all of them thinking, oh, you're going to get it again. No, you're not, dude. The, 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 the coach worked his magic. It's over. That's it. No. Or Max Struess got the max out of himself. Gabe Vincent got the max out of himself. Oh, I got that. I got, I got your explanation on that one. Tyler Hero got the max out of himself as sixth man. That's the thing. This team had to underachieve to be what they are. So if you're going to talk about anyone putting behind the eight ball, it's the way the team was put together, yes. hoping for the absolute best case scenario. And when you don't get it, it gets harder for Bam. It gets harder for Jimmy. It gets harder for Tyler. Because I can give you an example. Tonight, Philadelphia 76ers. And I think you'll go down the line agreeing with me. Orlando Alzagari hosted the Big O Show five days a week and Acura Pembroke Pines reports on Monday and Friday. Who's better, Joel Embiid or Bam Adebayo? Uh, Joel Embiid. Okay. Who's a better regular season player? Please use that caveat. Who's a better regular season player, James Harden or Jimmy Butler? Now? Regular season player. Now. Now. Like yes. the last two years? Jimmy Butler. I think regular season player, James Harden. He can get you 35 points every single night. And yeah, but he, he plays no defense. He does. Uh, but he's... Um, he's in the regular season, I'm talking about in the regular uh, season. Uh, uh, maybe maybe four years ago, five years ago, not the Harden I've watched the last couple of years. I, I'll take I just Butler. think when you do that, and I'll then when Butler. you look at Ty and you look at Tyrese Maxey and Tyler Hero, 
Oh, Ty- don't Tyrese Maxey or Tyler Hero? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, I want Tyrese Maxey because he's going to help me in, in in the three and D department. Whereas he's Tyler's not so much, but in the three department, yeah, I'd agree. Ty- with that. Tyler can what only help me in the three department. Every team's big three that they're playing. Charlotte's an exception, but even going back to what they faced in Brooklyn, certainly what they faced in Milwaukee, even without Giannis, with Drew Holiday, with Chris Middleton, with with Brooke Lopez. So that's the thing. You're asking your big three to be as good as these other big threes, and they're not. And they're not. So the overachieving came, Duncan Robinson in 2020 when they went to the finals. Max Struess last year, Gabe Vincent last year. Dwayne Denman had a good year, you know, last season also. A lot of guys had good seasons. Victor the, the, the wizard can only get so much out of Dwayne Deadman. And then Oladipo eventually the Deadman survives. The Deadman uh, uh, appears. Look, let me explain something to you. Did you watch New Jack City? Can't say that I did. Go All ahead. right. Well, if you watch New Jack City, the problem with G Money was he started to get high on his own supply. And that did not fly well, unfortunately, with the rest of the Cash Money brothers. And so eventually G-Money was, you know, kind of uh, uh, excommunicado, as we say in uh, John Wick. So here's the problem. Is the Miami Heat G-Money now? Follow me on this. They used to pick up a Isaac Austin and an Eric Murdoch, and they used to pick up a Keon Dooling, and they used to pick up all these different players off the street, right, and develop them, but they didn't keep them. They let everybody else pay them. Orlando, something happened think- Something happened along the way where you pick up Whiteside and James Johnson and Tyler Johnson and Duncan Robinson, and are you going to do it with Max Struess and all this, and you're starting to get high on your own supply, and that's the problem there. You keep now you're you're falling in love with the guys you never fell in love with. Instead, gonna, what you were better off when you used to sign the James Poseys of the world and traded for Shaq and 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 LeBron and LeBron and Mason well, that's and that's and a different stu- level. At, well, well, I, that, well that's what it, that's what I'm saying. And I look think at the we're t- making a similar point in a different way. Your point is this. This is not about the ancillary pieces. And that's where the Heat have gotten caught up with the ancillary pieces. Exactly. This is about finding another star. So the Heat said, you know what? We have Jimmy Butler. and Look what he did for us in 2020. We have Bam Adebayo. He's going to grow into something special. We're extending him. We have Tyler Hero. We think he's going to grow something special. We're extending him. Who's that fourth guy we can get? Who's that fourth star we can bring in? And they brought in Kyle Lowry. That's the problem. Big O, this is a star based league all sports are star based sports in the nba like i went through unless you have a great big three and i mean lebron and bosh and wade level big three you're going to need another leading character that's the problem with the heat matter of fact i'm going to throw this back at you by, big by the way think, think about this the only guy off the street that they should have signed and they did and kept him forever was udonis haslam Outside of that, all these other guys that you found off the street never, ever approached Udonis Haslam's level of play, leadership, effectiveness on a consistent basis. They have actually failed by re-signing all of those guys that they have unearthed off the street. You correctly finished your sentence after a poor start for this reason. They also oh, yeah, just because you didn't watch New Jack City, that doesn't mean that I, I made a bad analogy guys, there. Okay. With, with a lot of those guys, they decided when to cut bait. For example, Isaac Austin. Remember, he was up for a new contract, and they realized, nope, we'll go for Brent Barry. Three-year, $9 million dollar deal, Orlando. I remember it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, 
Uh, Jason Capono, great three-point shooter. Toronto came with the offer. They said, you know what? No. Keon Dooling got the offer from the Celtics. They said no. That's the difference then, which means this summer it's going to be interesting when it comes to Max Struess, when it comes to Gabe Vincent, when it comes right now to going in that order. So I think that's what it's going to come down also is what are they going to go doing forward? But this whole thing, this whole thing. But you think about it. All those guys were exploding cigars for other teams. Now you now you're re-signing the exploding cigars for yourself. Or signing the exploding cigar. And I gave you one example, Big O. If you take Kyle Lowry's $30 million salary and you take Duncan Robinson's 16, 18 million dollar salary, wow. you have a $48 million chunk, yeah. which can buy you any player in the NBA at that salary price point. Amen. So you're trying to argue with me that they did 10,000 things wrong. What I'm saying is they made two significant mistakes. Oh, no, I, I, I get, I'm, I'm with you there on that. I, I was the first guy saying the Lowry deal is a terrible deal. Please, right. I'm, I'm with you 100%, but I'm also adding that they're getting too high on their supply and they got to stop doing and they got to go back to what they were doing before. Yeah, you develop these guys, but they're not that good. Don't give them their contracts. Don't tie yourself down. Well, Maybe they should have after the white side Johnson Johnson mess. You, I thought you would have learned something and no, there goes the Duncan deal. Okay. And Big O, after the 2020 season and the bubble and Jimmy Butler leaning over that stanchion, literally giving you every last breath oh he's awesome i think if you ask then what would you give jimmy butler i be i do think big o i might be wrong here at that point you might have said give him anything he wants oh no i i was against he the wanted extension. Kyle Lowry. i've been i've been That's against the, the extension I've been, I was against Jimmy's extension and I was against Kyle Lowry. And that's the thing is Jimmy at that moment stood as someone you would give him anything you want because he gave you every last ounce. Hey, you live and you learn right now. All of these factors contributed, but more than anything, the one factor that contributed the most is the big money investment. Not Jimmy. He's been fine. He'll be fine. Oh, no, he's, he's fine for now. Well, that, I don't think that contract ends fine. Okay, we'll wait until that. Yeah. But it's been it's been the Kyle Lowry thing, and it's been undeniable. Oh, yeah. And it looks like for three seasons of $85 million worth of money, you're going to get one half of one season of payoff. And a one-sixth return on an investment doesn't play at any brokerage. No, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, tonight, they are uh, six-point underdogs. Uh, no Kyle Lowry, apparently. No lousy tonight. Uh, any any other news coming out of that matchup? Um, no, it looks like uh, Tyler Hero had a knee issue. He'll be good to go. Kevin Love will be good to go. They're not as good as Philly. Here's the problem. Let's look at the schedule. Not only Philadelphia tonight in Philadelphia, the Sixers Wednesday at Miami Date Arena. Then they have the Knicks on Friday, Atlanta on Saturday, Atlanta on Monday, Cleveland on Wednesday, Cleveland on Friday. This is a bitch of a schedule. This is not, okay, we're going to come home, play seven of eight of home, and we'll be okay. No. And this goes back to Big O. I'm so glad I didn't do the show. No offense to our good friends at Accurate Pembroke Pines on Sunday. Because after that Charlotte loss, like I would have had no, there would have been no counterpoint there. It's the crapola losses. The Hornets losses. The Pistons losses. Lost twice to the Hornets already this year. And that's the problem. Look, you and I spoke after the loss at home to Denver. Jokic is great. They didn't have that team's number. Okay, they fought hard. They lost. You move on. Brooklyn, last game before the All-Star break, every, Jimmy's halfway to Argentina. It's a road game. Brooklyn has that new player energy and buzz. Okay, Mikhail Bridges goes off like he never will before. 
but there are so many crappy performances that I just wonder if Eric Spolstra can squeeze anything more. I know you've been singing his praises all season. I love him. I love him. I know that he's been extracting orange juice from an orange rind, and I get all of that. He's awesome. But you're at a point now, Big O. Big O, this is a talent league. This is a talent world. The Heat are not talented. No, the Heat now, not. The Heat are seventh in the East right now. I'm not so sure I can tell you that the Heat have the seventh best roster in the East. I agree. I'm not so sure I can't tell you that Toronto is better, that Atlanta is better, that Washington they, – they, you know, you can keep squeezing again. They have overachieved, and eventually there's a statute of limitations on overachieving. Yeah, I, I get it, and I uh, that's why I, out of everybody there, I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind Eric Spolster 100%. I, I, I think he's done a phenomenal job considering what he's been given every single year. You know, and he's not given anything exceptional, and that's the that's the problem. You give him something excellent, he'll turn it into a championship. Sure. By the way, you talked about Atlanta. I'm a really big Quinn Snyder fan, dude. I believe in that guy. I think he's a really good coach. I get it. There's only 30 of those jobs, but my Lord, he's got to try to fix the Trey Young situation. It's like he doesn't look like a bad kid or anything. It's just... I look at Trey Young, and after watching him now after several years, he cannot be your best player. And if he's your lead guy, I don't think you'll have a shot ever at being a championship uh, type of team. I almost think, like, I'm serious now when I say this. I think he's more of a second or even a third guy overall, to be quite honest with you. I I don't know how this thing's going to work. I get it. There's only 30 of them, but I kind of feel bad that Quinn has to settle for this job. Well. Trey Young is a leader bust kind of guy because that's how he plays. He's never yeah. going to accept. He's never going to be. He takes high volume of shots. He reminds me of Allen Iverson with the Sixers. Either you surround him with four complimentary players like they did with Matumbo and Eric Snow and George Lynch and Tyron Hill and saying, he's going to shoot a lot. You rebound and give him the ball back, which I don't know if it works in today's NBA. No. But even worse than that, Atlanta is a situation where the owner gave power to the owner's son. The owner's son then moved out the GM, brought in Landry Fields from Toronto, and so now you literally have the kid running the candy store. Bigo, I think over the years you've worked for some radio people who gave the company to their son and told their son to sort of manage things. And when you get into that kind of family relationship, it's not being run professionally. The Hawks are not being run professionally. But you know about a Quinn Snyder? Everyone has a price. And they hit his price. Yeah. And he said, okay, for that kind of money, I'll put up with this owner's son. I'll put up with Trey Young. And I'll do the best I can. We see this all the time, whether it's Phil Jackson going back to the Knicks. We see it. You do it for a while. You get the money. Hey, if it doesn't work out, you still have your reputation. But that's a tough spot. And yet, with the new coach bump, I could see the Heat having to open the play in, in Atlanta, unfortunately. Wow. I'm a, I'm a Snyder fan. I like him. What do you got going on in the Sentinel leading well, up to the game tonight? It's interesting. My ask Ira today was about Victor Oladipo, and I'm surprised you don't have some awkward nickname for him right now because he has been not very good the last two weeks, yeah. not who the Heat thought. Here's what's interesting. They gave him a two-year contract with a $9.5 million player option for next season. Getting they high on your own supply, Ira. They're yes, getting high yes. on their own supply. And you thought he'd have a good season. He'd opt out. You wouldn't have to worry about it. You might have next season. Not only Kyle Lowry's 30 million on the books, not only Duncan Robbins is 18, but nine and a half for Victor Oladipo. Again, like you said, you're overvaluing what you had. You could have done a one-year deal with Vic, but you wanted to stay your favorite subject under the tax, save money on the cap, and you're paying out to the future. Big O, it's like when you refinance your house. You got a bad investment and you keep refinancing it. Right. That's where the heat wound up with the Oladipo thing. It just shows you. 
This season is not about one or two or three things souring. Really, it's about four or five or six things from Gabe Vincent to Max Drews to Duncan Robinson to Victor Oladipo to Dwayne Dedman, who's gone to Kyle Lowry. That's the thing. You can't overachieve when four, five, six parts aren't overachieving. That's where they are right now. So the real question is, will we lift up the G-Money jersey right up next to the Dan Marino and uh, and Jordan jersey? Is that what we're going to do? Well, if you say they they learned their lessons from the movies, then apparently so. Again, there's still 21 games to make the best of their quote-unquote supply. We'll see if that's possible. Aren't you inspired now to go see New Jack City? As soon as I get done with this, I'm going to go to YouTube and see what I can get for free. But I'm more inspired to come back with Kurt Heel on Wednesday, 9 a.m., redrecover.com, Inside the Paint. It'll be in the middle of the series against the Sixers. So we'll have an idea. Are the Heat good enough? How do they measure up? Or are they who we think they might be? So I think Wednesday is going to be really interesting because I think Kurt, with his outside view from NBC Sports, maybe can give us another perspective on where the Heat stand. Amen. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Ira, as always, excellent stuff. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Enjoy the game tonight. Catch you Wednesday. RaidRecover.com inside the paint. Friday, another accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. You got it, my brother. And by the way, they got a large – Sean and I were there on Friday – the selection is sick right now at Acura Pembroke Pines. They are overflowing with cars, all kinds of new cars. They've got a large selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. Get on down to 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. I saw an NSX there. It's a red one, and it is awesome. So for those of you that, uh, I don't know, you, you're comfortable and you can get I wish I could afford an NSX. Man, that car is absolutely awesome. So get on down there. Go see Larry Schlossberg, Pat Nasto, Tony Stampo, and the great people at Craig Zins. Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Man of a thousand five holds says, Max Struess looks like he's lost the juice. Why is Duncan still playing? He's done. Bam has been better on offense this season. Lousy is no show. The team looks done. It's what I'm saying. They have gotten high on their own supply. And they never used to do that. They never re-signed those guys that would play well for us. We'd watch them play well for the Miami Heat, and then they would let, let other people make the mistake and give them a contract. Why did the Miami Heat all of a sudden stop doing what they used to, used to do all the time? Like, what, you developed like a star? No. They've only developed one guy that was worthy of keeping, and they've kept him more than they had to keep him, Udonis Haslam. That's it. No one else. And that's part of the – besides Kyle Lowry, obviously we know that, but, you know, you get the best out of Whiteside, then you move on, bro. You don't give him a four-year contract. Deion Waiters plays incredible for 29 – you don't give him a contract when he needs foot surgery. I, that 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 one that's the one move out of Riley in the last like eight or nine years that I got to sit there and go Riles like what the f are you doing dude how are you giving a guy that needs ankle surgery who's going to give him a four year contract like I don't see anybody and if they did God bless them go like they did with Isaac Austin or Keon Dooling or whoever go take them go sign them. 
They're yours. That's, that's a real problem with the Heat. They got to stop doing this shit. Okay? They got to stop as, like I said, they're, they're G-moneying this thing. And you, you just can't do it. And they're giving away a lot of money while they're being G-money. Maybe that's why they're G- Hey, by the way, that was a perfect nickname for the whole thing. Even though I was just thinking about him getting high on the supply from the Cash Money Brothers, but it is G-money. So they are dishing out way too much. By the way, and, and, and Mickey, you know, he wants to, you know, watch the pennies. You're, you know, you're kind of uh, being irresponsible there. For anyone that thinks Jimmy Butler did not deserve a contract extension after the bubble was a complete moron, Jimmy's not the problem. Well, see, the thing is, you can say that if you want, but Jimmy does not deserve a contract extension. You play his four years, and then you let him go. The next three years are going to be brutal. He's already missed, what, almost 15, 18 games now? All right? So he's going to miss more and more games as time goes on. I know what he did. See, you're the same dude that falls in love with X getting 10 interceptions. And then that's, that's, it ends there. You're not getting that again. And you got what you got in the bubble. That was two years ago. The dumbest thing to do is to fall in love with that and give him a, a, an extension where you owe him now another $150, $60 million, I believe, for the next three years. This is going to end badly. Badly. So, no, it was a great signing, and, as I, and I'll stand by everything I said when they signed him. I said, you need to find a star in the first couple of years of this deal or it becomes a terrible contract. And guess what it's going to become? It's going to become a terrible contract because the four years that he was here, you did not find a superstar to put next to him. Jimmy Butler needs a superstar that's better than him. And that's the part that, um, Marcel, you don't understand. And, like, and you're the same thing. You're the same ex-fan. You know, oh, no, everything's great. A year from now, you're going to be complaining about Jimmy Butler's contract. Two years from now, you're going to be screaming hell about that contract because he's going to be missing half the season. He's, he's not going to be able to participate and play the way he normally can because he's getting older and worn down, and you're paying him 50, 60 million a year. And this bullshit about, well, no, we're paying him for what he did in the past. No, bro, that don't fall. That, that doesn't help you now. So I disagree with you. Jimmy's fantastic. It was a great signing for the four years you've had him. Is this the fourth year, by the way? I think, right? I want to say this is the fourth year. The contract should have ended this year. Think about that. You would free up a lot of money. If you did it the right way. But unfortunately, you're going to stay with it too long. And that's been another problem with the Miami Heat. They stay with these contracts too long. And they extend them way too long when they're too old to be extended. Anyway. But that's all right. Lots of people are like that. They're, they're prisoners of the moment, and they don't think big picture, long term, down the line. Uh-huh. 
This is his fourth year. Right. And it was a four-year contract, the initial contract, right? Look it up on Spotrack. I, I, I think it was uh, a four-year. Is that where you're looking at it right now? No, it's on the hoops hype, but um, it says he's the eighth best paid guard this year. He's projected to be the fourth best paid guard next year. <laughs> the highest paid player on the Heat this year, of course. Um, he's making, uh, he's the 16th best paid NBA player. He's projected to be the 11th best paid NBA player next year. Right. And is he the 11th best player in the NBA? Come on, man. Come on. You know, that's the problem with some of you out there. You, you're too much of a fan. This year he's making 37-6. Next year it jumps to 45-1. Then the following year it's 48-7. And then in 25-26, it's 52-4. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's going to be able to retire. It, it's just Good a coffee really... there in 25-26. Uh, by the way, his contract, um, yeah, he signed it in 1920. It was a four-year contract. It was a four-year, $140 million contract with an average of $35 million per season to end at 33 years old. Only the Heat would give him a contract for 34, 35, and 36 years old. And 37. Well, no, he's a free agent, 37. So, yeah, exactly. And it's what he said, 45, 48, and 52. It's freaking insane, dude. It's, uh, no, it's $145 million. $146.5 million. Okay, $146.5 million you're going to give him over the next three years. Marcel, if you think that's smart, my brother, that's incredibly stupid. Okay? It's not, it, it's not a, eh, it's not arguable. It's a, no, no, it's incredibly stupid is what it is. You pay that for a person that is a flat-out like top player in the league. Okay, he's a number two on every team and any team that's ever existed, that, or maybe a three, okay? Maybe a three, because if I'm looking at LeBron and Wade, I'm taking LeBron and Wade over Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? So it all depends. You know, I'm, I'm taking Bird and McHale over. You know, if I start looking at all the great teams, right, I, I, I'll take... I'll take Magic, Worthy, and Kareem over him. I'll take Scotty and Michael over him. You understand what I'm saying, Marcel? That's the problem, that you get too caught up in being a fan, and your heart is in it and not your mind. And that's the problem. Jimmy Butler is, can't be your best player, bro. You failed as an organization if that's your best player. As much as we love watching him play and, le and his heart and soul and he leaves everything on the court and all that, he's still a blue-collar star. He's not a superstar. He's not a guy that has, like, incredible gifts. What he has is a pair of nuts that don't fit in most buildings. What he has is toughness that most people don't possess and a will to fight through it so he's blue collar and he has to work so much harder to do some of the things that others can do that do it very easily. But if you don't see that, 
I can't help you, man. I can't help you. You know? I'm sorry, but this, this, is a, this was a dumb extension on their part. The Heat have not played hardball anymore. They are soft as an organization. They're soft. They got soft during the LeBron era, listening to him. Now they're soft listening to Butler. They're soft on those journeymen that they signed in Whiteside and all that. They're soft now that they fall in love with their own players that aren't very good. This organization has gotten soft. Up front. Not the players. Up front. They're not cold enough. They're not cutthroat enough like they used to be. Like Riley used to be. I'm just being honest. Okay? Probably the only person in town that has the balls to say what I just said about what's going on with the Heat. And by the way, I'm the only one that's noticed it. I'm sure no, because I've seen it. I, I see what everybody else writes, and, you know, once in a while I hear what people talk about. They're not talking about this. None of them are talking about this because they're all afraid to talk about something like this because you got to call out the heat for it. And, you know, it's blasphemous to call out Pat Riley. And I know, I love Pat Riley. He's awesome. I don't want him to quit. But I got to say, Pat, brother, you got to turn it up. You got to turn it up. You, you got you to gotta get back to the old ways. Cutthroat, man. It, this, is, this is not good. This is not the way you want to leave. Now, now you're in a hole for years. Now that, that, that Jimmy Butler's salary is going to become an anchor over the next couple of years and it's going to hurt you. And then the Lowry deal has hurt you already. And the Duncan deal has hurt you already. You got to stop doing the, you got to stop making bad contracts. Sorry. Don't want anybody fired. I don't want anybody to leave. I don't want the Arisons to sell or anything. I want them to refocus on the way they have to do things and be a hell of a lot more cutthroat and, and, and do a better job of who you re-sign and why you re-sign them. You don't sign over the hill completely done point guards to $85 million contracts. And you don't give a 33-year-old an extra three-year contract and $160 million. That's insanity. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going off subject, so do you want to see? Oh, what? yeah, go ahead. Okay, because Marcel responded on the bottom. I know what do you get? What do you got? He responded at the end. For, uh, let's see. Jimmy Butler has been their best player. I, I get it. You, you didn't listen to me. <laughs> you didn't listen to the goddamn thing I just said. If Jimmy Butler is your best player, you're a failure. What, what part of that you didn't understand? What part of that you didn't understand when I said I'm taking LeBron and Wade over him? That's how you want a title. I'm taking fat-ass Shaq and Wade over him. Again, go look at all the championship runs. You're taking their one and twos over Jimmy Butler. In a real championship team, Butler's your third player, not your one or two, Marcel. Bro, this is not basketball 101. Have a great day, brother. All right, what you got next? No, the Commanders seriously. have cut another player. Bobby seriously. McCain. Huh? Bobby McCain has been cut. Okay. By the commanders. Which yeah. but what's interesting is those two moves, how much money do you think that created for the what's Washington the, uh, Commanders? Well, oh, the Carson Wentz. 
Um, I'm going to say, well, Carson Wentz, they probably were paying him 10 to 12 million, I'm going to say. And then Bobby McCain was probably getting 3 million. So I'll take a guess 15. No, the two roster moves create 28.49 million in cap savings and over 30.5 million in cash for the team and increase the commander's cap space up to 35.4 million in the upcoming 2023 20, league year. Did Pat Riley give them those contracts too? I don't know who gave but it's, when I saw it, I was like two players 20 million. Wow, I didn't know Pat Riley got into football. Holy moly. Wow, that was, that was bad. Poopart landed in Indy. He said it's raining, so he might want to. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it, you know, Indy's like, Indy's one of the best towns. It doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing. You're not really going to go outside that much. They have tunnels in the second floors that connect a lot of the buildings. So you're able to walk around a lot indoors. It's actually really, really cool. Uh, the, how how they've kind of set that up in a lot of the uh, a lot of the buildings in downtown, so you don't really have to you know put up with the weather that much. So the only thing is I don't I know my building is right in downtown. I think it's right across from the arena where the Pacers play, but I don't know if they have a walkway connecting. But I hope they do. If not, I can cross the street. I think I think that building next door I can just get in there and then walk and start connecting all over the place. Huh? It's already started. What's that? What's already started? Miami Dolphins could be appealing to Carson Wentz. Says Dan Orlovsky on ESPN. It's like, uh, what, what was it that I saw before? Somebody was uh, on Twitter. Oh, uh, talking about how... Um, oh, they, they, somebody put that Tyreek Hill told, said something like, Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I could uh, play... Uh, with um, Jared Goff, yeah, he's a good dude or something like that. And so now you got Lions fans running like they're going to go trade for Tyreek Hill, and it's like, it's like the off season, and people just throw stupid stuff out there and just to fill time and fill space, and like, like the Dolphins are not trading Tyreek Hill. It's like how stupid people are, you know what I mean? But then you got a bunch of Lions fans that are in that, you know, down that dark hole. Talking crap. Bobby Wagner, he was released, right, by the Rams or no? Yes. Yeah, well, he's going to be released by the Rams. Okay. No, because there's a tweet that's sent out says that they've given him permission to speak with other teams rather than wait for the start of free agency. The Rams, Right, right, because they're going to release him, but I think they can't yet. Okay, I so think it's a date that comes now that you, then you can release him. Doesn't that go into tampering or no? No, no, because if you, if you, if you give him permission, it's oh, no Oh, because longer. the Rams have given him permission, it's right. no longer the tampering. Right, so okay. he can then start to negotiate with a team, so when free agency starts, he has a home already. So they're doing a classy thing for him. Okay. They're doing the right. They're doing, they're doing right by him because they're rebuilding. They brought him in, so now you screwed him over, so give him an opportunity. You're not going to get anything for him. You're not trading him. You're going to release him anyway, so be decent and let his agent go f you know, talk to the Dolphins and bring him here and sign him to, uh, to a contract, a two-year contract. Uh, Karen says, speaking of Shaq, I saw him in a commercial recently. He seems to be in better shape now than when he was with the Lakers and the Heat. He, yes. Well, the first year with the Heat, he was in great shape. Remember that. They should have won the title that year. 
Shaq played out of his mind. The following year, he gained all that weight, and Zoe actually outplayed him in the finals. Zoe was the most important center in, against Dallas because if you look at the defensive plays that Zoe made in that series, they were monstrous all over the place. He got some key blocks and rebounds. He was awesome. But the first year, I got to give Shaq credit. You got to give people credit when they, when they deserve it. He came in great shape. And remember, either he had the thigh injury and, and Wade had the rib or Wade had the thigh and he had the rib. I, I don't know how it was, but one had a, a, a rib and a thigh injury, and that knocked him out of the playoffs. If those guys are healthy, I believe they trashed Detroit and they beat San Antonio in the finals. They were, that was a very motivated Shaq. He wasn't nearly as motivated the following year. That, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. But you're right about that. The second year, he did get out of shape. But the first year, I got to give Shaq credit. He played with some fire. He really did. Just couldn't do it long enough, unfortunately. Um, here comes the Carson Wentz clickbait talk. Jesus Christ, it's going to be a long offseason. This phone sucks. <laughs> It is what it is, as they say. By the way, did you have a good time at the uh, Drone Racing League? The family enjoyed it? Had a great time once you got in. It was yeah. great. The kids uh, had, had a good time? They did. Okay. They did. I, th I, had, a, I had a good time. Again, I, I didn't know it. what to expect, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, great I presentation, you know, overall. It yeah. was fun. Um, and by the way, would the, what would the Marlins give? to have that many young people in a building. Because think about it. Most of the people who walk into baseball games, they're close to death, like me. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, but and they probably have a couple kids running around. That place was loaded with kids, and it was full from the third like base to the day. first baseline. Yeah. It was like camp day at the Marlins when they marched yes. the camp day, and you hear the little screeches every once in a while. That yes. was how it was consistent. Yes, yes, yes. And it was full from the first base to the third base. Yes. Which is probably more than a regular Marlins game. Mm -hmm. They did a great job, great presentation. It was fun. Tyreek was there, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it more than I expected, actually. And by the way, those guys are badasses because that, that crap is hard, bro. I wouldn't be able to fly them. I wouldn't make it to the first obstacle. I'd yeah. Hit, I'd hit the first one. There's no way. Yeah. And the one that they go all the way up to the, I mean, to the I second fly, level to, yeah, to hook I around. I fly the drone now in open area, and I still crash. So I can only imagine trying to fly through things. Yeah, no. Can you imagine yeah, that? Yeah. And those, then afterwards, they showed... Uh, the highlights, I don't know if you were still there, yeah, yeah. When, but when they were going through the columns, you could see what they saw. Right. There's no way. There's no way. No way. No yeah. way. I would have clipped everything. Uh, of course. I wonder how many how many thousands of dollars they went through in drones. Like I would say quite a bit because every, every, every race? other race, there was only like one or two finishing. Yeah. There were a few where there was like three or four, but yeah. at, at the, in the heats, they would always hit that uh, T-Mobile one. Yeah. Bam! Just everybody out. That was that was pretty cool. It was. Let me tell you something. If you've never been to Drone Racing League, and if you have kids, and take them, so yeah. cool. By the way, they were giving away free NFTs. I know he didn't get one because he's, you know, I, I haven't got him completely hooked yet on crypto yet. But eventually, you know, as the years go on, we'll 
We'll get I went a, we'll, by there, but it was a long line. I was like, oh, I'm getting to my seats. Yeah, so you you they, you open up an Algorand wallet and everything, and they gave you a an NFT for the for the event. I don't know if it's going to go up in value. I doubt it, but you never know. So what the hell? And you have your own wallet now, Algorand. I, I didn't have an Algorand wallet, so if I really ever want to buy another NFT, I, I've got a place to store it. You know, so pretty cool. But it was, uh, it was fun. I really enjoyed the uh, Drone Racing League. I did not watch the fight uh, yesterday. I, I don't, I'm not paying for that. Uh, but, um, but Tommy Fury ended up winning. I'm just glad the judges got it right from everything I'm hearing because there's quite a few people that said they could have went the other way. Um, what's it called? Um, Drake lost $400,000 in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. and now, he won a million in the... Um, in the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Yeah. He, but he had Paul winning by knockout. He picked the, the like, you know, you just had Paul winning. He ended up winning by a knockout. Yeah, Paul says he, he got the Drake curse. curse yeah. <laughs> it's for real. Oh, man. But now, does this end now? That's it? So the, no. the, the fools that paid $100 for this, they're going to pay for the rematch? From what I'm, I'm understanding is it wasn't that close. Like, uh, yeah, I, no, Tommy won. Yeah, he I won. Heard he, he pretty much dominated the whole yeah. fight, you know. But yeah. again, you're stepping in there with a boxer now. You're not stepping in there with a UFC fighter. You're not stepping in there with a, another YouTube sensation. You're stepping in with somebody that has actually boxed, that understands right. once they get hit in the face, okay, slow the fight down, take back control, not go 150 miles back at you to try to get knocked out. You know, it's it was it was it was a different thing i didn't uh, i didn't watch uh the fight myself no, but, but i just I, saw I, I did see the highlights after because on youtube somebody put on the you know the condensed uh highlights really quick and all that and i'll tell you this i'll give uh i'll give jake credit he took some shots bro he, he's a tough kid he took some shots yeah i'm not saying he doesn't have what it takes to be a boxer but again you go in six and oh because of who you fought. oh yeah 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 you know i mean and again, yeah, you fought names, but they're not names in boxing. They're names right. in UFC. They're right. You know. So. And now you fought a boxer and you lost. Yeah. And you didn't really fight a high-end boxer either. No, not really. No. You didn't no. fight like a you know. You fought a Fury, which which has okay. a name, but you didn't fight the other Fury. No, the other one. No. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, let's see, Big O, that Perdomo is as big as your mic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's a delicious cigar. You should try the champagne one. It's really good. What I like about that champagne one, it's got this smooth, creamy flavor, right? But it burns like all the way. Like, like when the, the cigar is really short, you're still tasting that flavor. And it's got this creaminess to it. It's really good. It's a really good cigar. I love the champagne. It's a nice uh, midday cigar. Not one that I would smoke in the evening after a steak. I, I go full body then. But in the, in the middle of the day, afternoon, one of these champagnes. Ooh, doggy. Sweet. Yes, sir. On Saturday, did you see Johnny Cueto's uh, start there? No, I did not. Uh, Was it bad? Well. I know that they, they didn't very win. Very bad defensive help, too. Uh, oh, okay. Jazz played uh, one wrong in center field. He took a step back thinking it was hit harder than what it was and so some stuff fell in, and there's a bobble at second base, but he gave up five runs on. Well, that'll be an adjustment five for the runs kid. And five runs and two hits. But it's also, uh, uh, they were playing the Cardinals, and their, their guy Walker, it was his first at bat, rookie, 
Okay. Swinging first pitch fastball. Gone. I think it was a three-run shot, I believe. It was a three-run shot. Okay. But, yeah, so he gave five runs in the inning, but uh, some guy, some wasn't guy, helped. I mean, spring is, you know, spring brings hope for everybody. You yeah. know, some guys on Twitter like, oh, dude, I think the Marlins got something. And I, I just t- tweeted him back. I go, check back with me in July when you figured out yeah. they still don't have enough offense. Yeah, it's just – Because it's still – You don't still, see the offense there. The only thing that I think offense. might help a lot with, with, with around the league is that um, – Oh, the uh, – the, 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 Damn it! The uh, yeah, I, I, the the uh, that adjustment. That, yeah, uh, yeah. They're not making. They're not letting you do the, whatever that's called. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. On, yeah, but now I'm brain farting. But you're seeing it now, even play out in summer, and then also ah, the then shift. Again, the the shift. shift. There it is. The shift is gone, and then also the other thing is the timing. It is. It is amazing. Oh yeah, getting it fast. Yes, the the the, the yeah. clock. You yeah. saw what happened to the batter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, stepped yeah. out. It was three two count. Bottom of the ninth. Bases loaded. He stepped out. And you're out. Out. Yep. You got it. Yeah. 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 There's crazy. no more. There's no more Terry Pendleton. That's all. No more. No ma. Yeah. And it's not just no a, ma. It's Garcia. not just a pitcher either. It's on the batter as well. That's what I like too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Speed it up. Yep. Yep. Speed it up, man. That Marlins game was over by. I want to say three fifteen. It was like a two-hour, not even almost a two-hour. By the time they started, I think it was maybe two hours from. But, you know, the, the, the sorry part about the shift is it, it's, you know, I heard this guy on radio. I got in the car, I think it was yesterday in the morning or the day before, and I'm listening to a guy talk about, well, yeah, no, I'm glad that they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're you know taking the shift away and all that. What we have to do is try to make it easier for guys to play the game. And I'm sitting there going, this is our problem in our society. This is our entire problem in our society. We're trying to make everything easier. It's not supposed to be easy. Can you imagine doing the shift on Tony Gwynn? On Ted Williams? On Terry Pendleton? On Noma Gassiapara? On Wade Boggs? On Pete Rose? Barry Bonds, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you shifted on those guys. You shift on Lou Pinella, and he's laughing. Because you're picking an alley for them to, to hit it at. They're, you're not putting them at a disadvantage. You have now given them the advantage. These guys can't bunt. These guys don't steal. I mean, it's it's we we have dumbed down the game. It's either a strike or a home run. You know, it's 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 really it. We don't teach them to hit to opposite fields. This is why the shift works. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you everybody could do it. Okay, I'm not telling you Greg Luzinski is going to be hitting the sh- you know opposite fields or I don't know. I can. I'm trying to come up with these. You know what? I think Cecil Fielder might even be able to hit opposite field. Um, well, I remember when growing up, you were taught to hit the all fields. Yeah, that was one of the things you were taught. That was now, part yeah. of your. That was part yeah. of little Bunting, league. Everything. Every you were taught every aspect of the game and taught how to do it well. Yes. And the situations of the game and everything else like that. And at some point, it became, well, it's either pitching or hitting bombs gets you paid. That's it. 
and and you know it's when I heard a guy go, well, we got to make it easier for them to play the game. I'm like, well, you know, they made the bases bigger this year, right? Yes, I know. They cut down the length of the thing, so not they said stealing should be up this year because it's a shorter base pass, and with the pitcher only having so much time on the clock. You can get larger leads. Right, yeah. And he can't screw around. There's throwing. not a whole lot of yeah, yeah, you can't I mean, I don't know how the you, uh, you know, probably have a certain amount. Does it start back over? Like if you throw over know. the first base, does it go to the fourteen second? I don't know. Shot, oh, like you mean like uh, like uh, like in basketball when yeah, it goes yeah. out of bounds? Oh, he threw it over right. It does it reset. Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna be uh, interesting. It's amazing to me how okay, let's make it easier for them. That's the way. All right, uh, let's get to uh, Cam Cameron Wolf, baby. Is, oh, is he, he there? Bought, he wasn't right. there yet. Let's go. Let's unleash the Wolf Pack because he is way late. Let's go. We unleash the Wolf Pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL insider cameron wolf what's up cam what's up oh man how you doing man you're the, you're at the in the airport already yeah i just landed our flight got delayed for a while so i heard it's i heard it's raining there right now is it raining yeah it's raining it's it's like 50 degrees it's not miami weather at all okay i'm not gonna lie to you i uh miss miami already yeah but let's not lie to people at Indy, we rarely are outside. We have the bridges connecting the buildings. So we don't really deal with the elements nearly as much. So let's let's be honest to folks out there. It's not like we're really all going to be trudging along in the snow all over the place. So that's the good thing about Indy's downtown. They kind of, uh, they kind of make it a little bit more comfortable uh, to be able to move around. Uh, Cam, uh, I, before I get into the football talk, uh, we were just talking about baseball and how, you know, they've eliminated the shift. And so I was I was in the car, and I think it was it was either Saturday or Sunday. I went to go get something, so I turned on some sports radio and some national guys there. And he's, well, we need to make the game easier for guys to play. And I'm sitting there going, this is ridiculous. Like, they don't teach them how to bunt. They don't teach them how to hit opposite fields. You know, players back when I grew, when I'm growing up, if you shifted on Barry Bonds or Cal Ripken or Nomar Garcia-Para or whoever, they would laugh at you going, oh, so you want me to hit it there? Okay, great. You know, I'll, I'll hit it there. You know, it's, it, it's so funny how the game has changed so much and that even the attitude of it, like it's too hard, that was the idea of baseball. It's the hardest thing to do to hit that little ball with a three-inch bat. I mean, that's kind of the idea. Wait a minute. I, you're, 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 there we go. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Can you hear me? Now we can. Go ahead. Yeah, baseball should be, baseball should be a skill sport. Uh, it frustrated me all the times because you see these shifts where the whole left side of the infield is gone. And it's like, just hit it to the left side. And baseball players these days just do not have an ability to hit it to that side. And it's crazy to me. 
because like bunting is not a part of the game. I think it was the Braves that I heard us that they only bunted two times the whole year, 162 games in the playoffs, two times the whole year. Like that used to be a a, a skill you practice every day, and so baseball's changed. It's a lot more about exit velocity to get home runs and that sort of thing. And you miss the fundamentals to the fact that they got to force players to play in their original position so that the players don't get disadvantaged. I, I, so, I, I yeah. can't imagine Will Clark or Wade Boggs coming to the plate and you shift on them. And Yeah. Oh, that's they'll, easy, they'll, easy they'll, money. They'll start like single, laughing single. their asses off like, really? Is this what you guys are doing? Okay, great. Boom. They might, they might, oh, they might tell you, I'm going to hit a double. Yes. Right along the right, the third baseline. Right. Like, throw whatever pitch you want. I'm going to hit a double right. on the third baseline. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. All right, let's get into Byron Jones. I got to tell you something, dude. I don't have a lot of sympathy here for this. Um, first of all, Byron Jones acts like he didn't know that football was dangerous and pills and everything else. It's 2023, my brother, do you do you happen to know what football is all about? Do you think a coal miner doesn't know by now that their lungs are going to be, you know, kind of bad 20 years in? Do, do you think maybe a policeman knows every day they're putting their lives on the line? Um, and then you're telling me you can't run and jump, but you're not retiring. So uh, it, it sounds like yes. a dude that is trying to make mista- uh, excuses for what's gone on this year. So I've told you guys a little bit about the Byron Jones things throughout the year, that it, it became more complicated than what his initial injury was. That being said, this is the first time we're hearing from Byron Jones. And I think a lot of this is what you deal with with a player who's been frustrated uh, at the time, you know, whether it's through the team or through his own injuries. You know, this is a guy that was at the peak of his career, and all of a sudden he's got injuries that have led him to a position where he may not be able to be the same player ever again, whether it's retirement or whether he's just kind of hanging on, I think he's looking at the realization that, hey, based on what's happened to me, I'm not going to be the same player. And so, you know, I don't know if I feel sorry for him, but I do think it's like a realization that injuries injuries at any moment can take your career away. And, you know, he hasn't said anything that made me feel like, hey, he's blaming the Dolphins for it. No, I think it's more of just a, a reminder of him realizing that after a career that went really great for him, you know, he was a second-round pick. He made a lot of money. He got a big contract, the highest-paid corner in the league. He, he had a really smooth, great career. And then six or seven years in, he got the bam of the NFL. Like, it can go just like that. And so I think because of that, um, he's getting it, and I think he's trying to cope with it right now. And so more than anything, that's what sits in for me. Um, a lot of times we, we know when those – career-threatening threatening injuries come. You know, sometimes it happens when like a torn ACL, torn Achilles. Some of it, sometimes it happens on a routine cleanup surgery. Like Byron Jones had a routine cleanup surgery that was supposed to happen back in two or three months, and it didn't. It just didn't work out. And so now his tenure in Miami is coming to an end. I was told even before Byron came out here with this that they were going to part ways with him. And so now he's looking at the rest of his career, and it's like, there's a lot of uncertainty when every step of his, his career that he's been in the NFL throughout has not had any uncertainty. And so that part is scary, I'm sure. And then I'm sure he's not having the rehab he wants is scary too. So I feel for him realizing what a lot of players have realized throughout their NFL career 
I don't think this is an indictment about the Dolphins more than it no. is the reality is the NFL. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I just, uh, I, I don't think he's enlightening anybody about pills and the things that the players go through. I think most players by now, all the information's out there. Their agents will remind them. They know the damage that they're doing to their bodies every single day that they're part of this game. So it's just, it, it, to me, it's just kind of funny. All right, um, Miami needs a middle linebacker in a bad way. And and I got to tell you something. This is the year to need a middle linebacker because I went out to look at it, and you got the white kid in, in Philadelphia, uh, Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals, Tremaine Edmonds from uh, the Bills, obviously, Bobby Wagner, Levante David, David Long Jr. also, although he's had some injuries. Um, there's a lot of linebackers. Who's the guy that is the perfect fit that you think the Dolphins should go after? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't. I haven't done it enough research, to be honest with you, to figure out who's the perfect fit. Um, I think that what's going to be interesting is how much the type of player changes with Bangio's DC. Because whether with Brian Flores or Josh Boyer's defense coordinator, they were always looking for the same style of player. The same sort of Patriot style of player um, that always came about. And now the style drastically changes with yes. Big Bangio. Yes. Now, and so you've got to reteach your scouts, reteach your your pro scouts and your college scouts of what you're seeking. And at the same token, you got to evaluate who on your roster can fill that. Is Jerome Baker a Vic Bangio linebacker? Is Shan Tindell a Vic Bangio linebacker? Um, as you look into your own free agents, is Landon Roberts a Vic Bangio linebacker? But these are internal questions they've got to answer first. And then from that, they can decide, okay, who else or how many else? Because we're all looking at one linebacker. It may end up being two or three they have to bring in to, to fill the roles they need to fill in this defense. And so you've got a lot of big splash linebackers. The problem with that position is it's historically been a spot that Chris Greer has not spent on. Chris Greer has not spent on linebackers. He's not spent on running backs. Yeah, Those that, are two but, positions well, that I hear every I, year. I think the running back will stay the same. But what he also does right. is he appeases his coaches. So you know what's going to happen. Right. He's, he's right. going to exactly. need a certain linebacker exactly. to run his defense. Exactly. And the thing about it is you, you paid Vic Bangio four and a half million dollars plus a year. Like, I don't know if the number's been out, but it's, it's more than four and a half million dollars. Tell you guys that he's getting head coach money. And so if Vic Fangio says jump, you're jumping. If Vic Fangio says, I want that guy, you're getting that guy. Well, you, so you, you basically, dude, you basically hired a head coach of the defense. So, you know, exactly. that's exactly. The, the idea is yeah. now you don't have to worry about the defense because, bro, it's in the hands of a of one of the best in the business. So, you're, you know, it's a comfort zone. Should be, at least. Exactly. You, you listened to it right. The head coach of the defense. That's exactly the term that I expect Mike McDaniel to say whenever he starts to talk about Vic Fangio. Um, and, and that's the reality. And so because of that, whatever Vic says is goes. And so, like, I don't know Vic. Like, I'm just going to be transparent. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know Vic super well. And so I'm still learning what Vic wants and what Vic likes. And so I can pick up free agents and say, hey, this guy may play a Vic style or this guy played for Vic back in the day. But the reality is Vic is going to pull on tape. And if Vic says he wants you as middle linebacker, 
oh, then you're going to be the middle linebacker of the Dolphins. I don't think that's what he's going to think. But if he says that, then that's the way it's going to go. And so the reality is he's going to have a huge say here. I do think that linebacker will be a priority. But that being said, I think I've told you guys before that the defense for Vic Bangio starts with their defensive front, with their defense tackle position particularly, and then it goes back to their safety position. And so although I do think like linebacker will be upgraded, I wouldn't be surprised if those two positions I mentioned, defensive line or safety, end up being bigger free agency splashes. And so I want to bring up the name Jordan Poyer because it's a name the Dolphins fans have heard because he's talked on his own podcast about it. And I do think, and I told you this a few weeks ago, and you were like, whoa, what about Brandon Jones? But I do think the Dolphins are going to be in the mix to sign a veteran safety um, this offseason, a guy who can play uh, their two-deep zone style of defense that Big Bangio loves to play outside of Javon Holiday, maybe Poyer, and maybe somebody cheaper. But I do think whether in free agency or the draft, they're going to add somebody who can play and potentially start those 2D safety routes and let Brandon Jones be that third safety maybe in the box that handle that role. And so who fills that role um, is going to be a key element of that. Who replaces Brandon uh, uh, Byron Jones is going to be another element there. And then the question um, that a lot of people aren't talking about is, are they, is, is Vic Bangio comfortable with what he has in the defensive line? That is currently a spot of Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, uh, Raekwon Davis in, in the inside, and then Mayo Agba, um, you're probably looking at a combination of Jalen Phillips and, and, um, and uh, Bradley Chubb on the edge. Is he with that group, or does he feel like he needs to add another person to that room? And I suspect he wants to add at least one more notable player to that room. All right, so before I let you go, you got to pick a linebacker. You can't, no fence straddling. I think they are going to go after a linebacker. Which one of those guys would you sign? Um, if I if salary cap was the issue, Trayvon Evans um, is a great player, and I would love to, to have him. I would want a guy that could grow with this defense. Like Bobby Wagner has been an elite player for a long time, but I'd wonder about two teams giving up one of him after a year, essentially, and wondering if he's more of a year-to-year player. Well, that the, it, but here's my, here, here's my counter to that. You got to pay Wilkins. You got to pay Sealer. And you want to pay Jordan Poyer, too. So you're also going to pay Tremaine Edmonds? You, you got it's a you, lot of money. You, that's what, you're you're going to have to preface, you're going to have to cut my conversation with if salary cap wasn't issue. Well, well, that right? well, no, but, but we have to live in reality. And so that's why I would go with a Bobby Wagner. If you want to go Poyer, then you can't go Edmonds. You have to correct, go Wagner correct. because it's, choose, a one, it's a one or two year you deal. You have to choose one. Right. You have to choose one between Poirier and Edmonds, and then you would have to go cheaper with the other one. But the problem is, I don't know if Wagner's going to be super cheap. You know, well, he'll, he'll, he'll be cheaper than Edmonds because you don't have to give him a four year contract or a five year so, deal that so, you lock him into three. You're really only signing him for one or two years. That's what it is. So he would be cheaper in the guarantees. You'd be able to give yes. him a one or two year deal. And, and lower but number overall. Lower number I overall. I don't know. I, I think Wagner's still going to want a double double digit million a year number, even if it's on a one or two year deal. You're still paying him $10, $12 million a year on that deal. It may just be a one year deal or a two year deal, but I think you're still paying him double digit million, which is why I said that's tough 
to do unless you're ready to win a championship now. Yeah, and by the way, I can guarantee you, Chris Greer's specialty is the two-year deal. So it'll be a two-year right. deal. <laughs> he, he doesn't sign people to one. He likes that second year to kind of play with it a little bit, cap-wise and all that stuff. I've noticed that, that uh, they love to do the two-year deal. All right, what do you got going on this week for the NFL Network at, uh, at the Combine? Well, I am riding to my indie hotel right now. I will be on NFL Network uh, for sure tomorrow and probably throughout the week uh, talking a lot of combine talks, you know. I'm going to have – I actually have a dinner planned and some meetings planned tonight to get some information. Um, I will make – Mike McDaniel talks tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I'm sure I'll talk to the Dolphins either before or after on NFL Network there. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a bunch of the happenings. Like, this event is promoted as a draft event, but to me the bigger element that comes out of this is free agency and trades. Because right now, teams are getting their contracts formulated. Who can they afford? What are the price ranges that go about? These are the conversations that happens now. And so I meet with a lot of agents, a lot of coaches, a lot of scouts around this time and try to give you guys and give myself insight that I don't know about what's going to happen in this free agency period. And so this is a big learning period for me. And uh, hopefully I can return and bring some insights to you guys about what I've I know about the NFL, but I know about the Dolphins. All right, we look forward to it. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf and catch his work there at the NFL Network. Cam, as always, appreciate you. I'll see you in a couple days there in Indy, my friend. For sure, man. Looking forward to it. You got it. There you go. Cameron Wolf, baby, coming through that the Wolf Pack has been unleashed. This has been the KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 all right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. That is Sean Williams. Sean, What's up, Big o? how you doing, baby? You doing good? Oh yeah, man, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You got you, got, bro. You got a full beard now. I know it's growing. It's getting gray though. The kids, you know. <laughs> I know, brother. I know, I know. My when I grow the beard, there's a lot of gray. So far, I've been lucky, bro. I haven't had, you know, for 56. You got to figure I'm 56 now. Okay, so you would figure I would have a lot more grays at 56. So I, I've been really fortunate to keep that at bay. But when I grow the, you know, the goatee and the beard, forget about it, dude. The grays yeah. come out. The age shows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I got them. I mean, the grays are there, so I'll, I'll be much worse than you at 56 for sure. Oh, Probably Paul too. <laughs> uh, Sean Williams, of course, the owner of Essential Moving Experts and obviously proud sponsor of our Omar Kelly segment every week here on the program, stationed in Daytona. That's where the headquarters are at. Of course, you can uh, reach out to them anywhere in the United States. They take care of you. Uh, but he's also a huge Dolphins fan. So, Sean, I wanted to have a little fun like I did with Cam. So, Tremaine Edmonds is out there. Bobby Wagner's out there. Levante David's out there. David Long Jr.'s out there. Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals. Some pretty good linebackers. This is actually a really good year to find a veteran middle linebacker for this team. So, if Sean Williams was in charge, where, where, where would Sean go with that free agent selection? 
I, I heard a little bit of the end of what you and Cam were talking about. I like his points. If you go with safety, if you go high end safety like a Poyer, you can't go with an Edmonds. But if I was going to pick one without any information about who else we get in free agency, I would go at, with Edmonds for the same reason. He's going to be a more long-term piece. And a middle linebacker for a long period of time has been something we've missed. I mean, we might have had one or two here and there. But when have we had one from multiple years since? Zach. Before I was probably born. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Zach, bro. It's Zach yeah. was the last guy. I mean, you know, Carlos Dansby was pretty decent. He couldn't cover, but he did all the other things pretty good. But we we haven't had a a linebacker that can go sideline to sideline and and run a team since Zach, bro. Yeah. My pick would be Edmonds, but if you look at Fangio, if his priority is D, D uh, tackle and safety, and you're going to go big on one of those. Then you go get a Bobby Wagner for, like you said, two-year deal, you know, making not a big cap hit the second year. If it works out, you extend them. If it doesn't, then you can, you know, upgrade from there. But um, I like Edmonds. And, you know, it's always nice to steal anybody from in the division too. Yeah. No, that, that's – that's ob see, the thing is I don't think they'll have the money for both those guys because they have to re-sign Sealer and Wilkins. Those guys have to be re-signed. That, that, that is a must to bring those guys. See, and here's where I disagree a little bit with Cam. I think they're strong at defensive tackle, actually. Me too. Me too. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping that um, – because I've been a little disappointed with Raekwon – I'm hoping that Fangio can get more out of Raekwon than any of the other guys have so far. But I love their defensive tackle spot. And at safety, I, I still would like to see Brandon Jones in that role to see if he can help him out. But they don't have linebackers, bro. They don't have yeah. a thumper in the middle. They, they really need a captain of that defense. To me, that is one of the most important needs that this team has this year. Yeah, I agree. I think deep tackle starters, they're as good as – it's probably one of our best position groups. Yeah, Maybe man. some depth we need. Uh, safety, I think, like, if you look at what do we need to get to the next level, what is the defense missing? It's linebacker. If you look specifically on what he's going to want, that's different. But if, if it's me, my only big free agent splash is, is a middle linebacker. Everything else is going to be middle players, some depth players, the one big splash I'm going to do is linebacker because I feel like that's the only thing. Even like O-line, tight end, like we need those. We need corner, but they didn't hurt us last year. They didn't kill us last year. We have we needed a little depth. We might need a couple more mid-tier players, but the only thing we're really, really missing is a three-down linebacker. I mean, you can do it with E-Rob for, you know, two downs, and you can sprinkle a little bit of Baker and, you know, Riley in there, but – a three-down linebacker is the one big hole I think we're missing, and you know I I go with with an Emmons because he's gonna he's gonna grow with the team in the future. I mean, yeah, we're in win now, but we still have young developing players. Tyree signed a big contract. Armstead signed a big contract. You know we have a four or five year, maybe not cap window because we're gonna have to sign Tua, but we have a four or five year window where the players who are good and core players will be here. Yeah, no, and, and and actually the the only blessing out of the stuff that went on with Tua is that he can't get a new contract right now. He can't ask for one. They're not going to give him one. So you either pick up the fifth-year option or let him play it out and then tag him after that. But either way, you have bought yourself 
a couple of extra years before you have to pay. And maybe even a third year because you can buy yourself the fourth and fifth year. And then the sixth year, which is his first year of his deal, you don't pay him the 40, 50 million. You pay him like 10 or 15, you lower the number and then backload, you know, the rest of that money into the final years of the contract. And yeah, you'll raise those numbers, but it'll buy you that extra year where you can add those pieces around them and try to win that title if you can. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the only bright spot out of this whole thing, you know, that you've bought yourself another year with Tua. How, how are you feeling about Tua? What do you think they need? What, 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 where do you look at how Tua needs to kind of take care of himself, in other words? I think his team and his trainers just need, just need to have a conversation with him and say, hey, we, we love, you know, this attitude of sometimes I need to put my head down and run through people, but don't. Throw the ball away. <laughs> don't. Don't take away your it factor. Don't, you know, stop being you. Buy a little time, make a little spin move. That's fine. But when the play is dead, the play is dead. You know, Josh Allen's a big boy, but even he gets himself in trouble trying to do too much. Oh, that's not, not, not going to end well, dude. That's yeah. not going to end well. He continues. Well yeah. He's a big guy, so it's definitely not going to end well for you when you have a lot of injuries and you're smaller. So I think, I think he's aware that he's – done all he needed to do to prove he's an upper echelon quarterback and elite quarterback. I think he's got everything with the system now. I think this offseason, you work on sliding, you work on throwing the ball the way, you work on, um, you know, that type of stuff. With I like the judo thing. I like, you know, maybe he'll do a little jujitsu or something. That stuff could help, you know, learn how to fall. Yes, it can help. I, I'm a purple belt in jujitsu. You know, I did some karate growing up and stuff. So it definitely can teach you how to properly fall, how to you know, move your body, put your arms down the right way. Um, it's, hel it's helped me a couple of times over my lifetime that I've fallen and I know how to roll because I took judo. And, and so this, it, it's, always, it's something that gets stuck in your mind. Once you've done it for a while, once you do judo or something martial arts like that for a couple of years, it'll stick in your mind those kind of things, and it's actually saved my ass from getting hurt, being able to know how to, okay, when I'm falling, and, and I learn how to roll and break the fall, which is and something. I, I, I play hockey, and I'm, I'm a smaller guy, so when I take big hits, guys are like, sometimes come over, like, I'm not going to be able to get up, and I'll get right up, and a lot of it is just knowing how to take the hit, how to take the fall, you know, um, how to absorb that the right way. You know, some people learn it, and some people don't, and I think, I think he'll be fine. He, he didn't have injuries this year. Concussions are freak things. Right. right. I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think, I think this year kind of proved that. But like you said, maybe it all happened for a reason. Maybe the concussions happened in order to buy us a little more time and actually save us from giving them the big extension this year and extend our window a little bit, you know, unintentionally. Maybe it will all work out for the best, actually. Were, were you, because I, I got a buddy of mine that's like, oh, you know, he's kind of sour about all of this and, and, and 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 sour about two and all this, and for me, I'm I'm actually super psyched about the season because I look at it more as this wasn't a bad team. This wasn't that they were choking. This wasn't that they had terrible coaching. This wasn't that they were you know poorly mismanaged so badly that this is why you know like other dolphin seasons have ended. No, man, for me, it was all about bad luck, dude. Every yep. bad break in the book from getting Teddy Bridgewater thrown out in, in, that, in that Jets game when he didn't have to get thrown out 
to all of the freak injuries that happened, not just with Tua, but with a bunch of other players, even the Byron Jones shit to start off the season. Like, holy crap, the guy was supposed to be ready at the beginning of the year. He had his surgery and everything and doesn't, you know, everything and anything that could have gone wrong. To me, that's what I blame this season on, more on bad luck than anything else. If the Dolphins get the good breaks this season, I think we'll see a much different Dolphin team. So for me... I'm not letting these people cloud my shit, you know, all offseason. I'm super jacked about the draft, free agency, the offseason, you know, Zach getting into the Hall of Fame, all of that stuff. I, I think if you're a Dolphins fan, you got a lot to look forward to. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that uh, last year with a with a healthy team, we're a one-two-win playoff team easily. Me too. You look at the things that held us back crazy freak injuries not one of our backup quarterbacks that came in got to finish the game you know you look at the o-line injuries oxen jackson's out the whole season not that we know what he is going to be or if he's going to be anything lee mike burton and then armstead missed how many games uh and then you look at mcdaniel's first year of coaching the things he struggled with you know the clock management some of the play calling and stuff fixable like that. he's very very self-aware i feel like he's going to take a hard look at all that and he's going to fix it that's my belief i think he's i agree he's humble enough he's smart enough he's going to really evaluate that work on that he's better at that next year we stay healthy Tua does what he did the year before you add the pieces that we need to add i mean there's no reason i remember in the the joint practices against the eagles reading the beat writers reports from the eagles saying holy crap this is the only time i've ever felt like the eagles got whooped in a joint practice by the Dolphins. Yeah, Eagles I was there. I saw it. The, the Dolphins were the better team for those yep. couple days. They were the better team at, at that moment. Without Byron Jones, you know, without uh, – with, and that's with our team healthy. So you go and you get a healthy team, and you get Mike McDaniel to, you know, learn from his few mistakes that he made. You got Vic Fangio running the defense now. There's no reason that, you know um, – you know, to say you're going to go your first run at it to the Super Bowl is hard, but there's no reason that you're not a you know a contender and you're in the you know the top five of the AFC. I'm with you. By the way, if you guys need to move from city to city, county to county, state to state, across the state, 305-602-8369. Their home base is in Daytona, but they're not just a Florida company. They work all throughout the country. Sean, tell them a little bit about Essential Moving Experts, my man. Yeah, we got a lot of pre-summer deals going on right now. Um, May, June, July gets crazy. It gets, you know, all through summer. Everybody, kids are out of school, everything. If you book in advance, uh, you can save, you know, almost 40% on what you it would cost you to move. So you can still move May, June, July when it's busy. But if you book now when it's the slower season, before the busier season, you're going to save a ton of money. We service local. Um, we're doing, we just did one in, in Miami um, today. So we do Miami, you know, Daytona, all Florida, and then we do um, state to state. So we'll do interstate, anything from California to Florida and everything in between. Whatever you need, give us a call. But, uh, you know, you get a free estimate over the phone. So uh, no commitments needed. You can at least call and see if, you know, um, what we offer is what you're looking for. You said May, June, July is the peak season for moving. And I, I never knew that, but I'm trying to put one and one together. Let me take a terrible guess. 
They always say that June weddings are the most popular month. Is it that there are newlyweds moving into new places? Is that like the the force in May, June, and July that you were talking about? No. What? Well, statistically, in my experience over the years, it really has a lot to do with the summer. And okay, people, kids are out of school, so right. it's easier, more convenient to move them. Right. Also, you get a lot of people getting new jobs in the summer, okay. so they're moving for work. The military tends to do a lot of their moves. We have a lot of contracts with military companies. They tend to do a lot of theirs in the summer. I don't know if that's, you know, the specifics on that. Okay. Um, but I think it's most of that stuff. You do get a lot of people, um, a lot of college kids who are, you know, out of school for the summer and maybe they're moving home, you know, for the off season or whatever. So I think it's a combination of those things. Um, the newlywed thing, you know, we have had quite a, quite a few of those, um, over the last two years, which we didn't get a lot of in recent past. So maybe that is becoming more of a thing, but I think it's more of the kids, you know, the summer, you know, you're like, Oh, it's summertime. I want to go, you know, I want to be in Florida right now when it's, when it's warm in the summer. Um, you know, so you get a lot of that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, May probably May to, you know, October, all of that is, it gets crazy. It, it's busy. It's expensive, but, um, you book in advance, you can save yourself a whole lot of money. Well, besides calling Essential Moving Experts and my man Sean Williams at 305-602-8369, that's the top tip that you need for moving. Give, give me, a, a, give me a, a tip that most people wouldn't even realize maybe when they're moving. It's their first time. They've never done it. What's one of the tips that you would tell them, do this to make your life a little easier when you're moving outside of calling essential moving experts, of course. Well, first thing I would say is start planning well in advance. Don't think you're going to plan a month in advance. Even if you don't know when the house is closing, you're not sure of the drop where you're moving to yet. You haven't, you know, you haven't got out of your lease yet. Just start the process. Most, you know, we're very, very flexible with you. So starting in advance is number one. Number two I would say is getting a very specific list of what you're moving. I can't tell you how many times people think they know what they're moving and then they forget the stuff in the attic. They forgot the stuff in the basement. They realize that, Oh, you know what? I don't want this China cabinet anymore. Oh, you know what? I'm going to buy new couches and bring those, get an idea of what it is you're actually going to be moving. Um, the more specific you can be on what you're moving, the easier your life is going to be. Um, and then I always tell people, so how many, how many times have people forgotten how many things are going to move and they needed a bigger truck? Oh, it, it happens like 70% of the time. <laughs> but <laughs> we specialize in inventory. Um, we actually created our own CRM software to do inventory. So it gives us specific dimensions of items. And we actually have a quality assurance person whose specific job is they're paid to pull out the inventory from you and, and remind you of things you forgot about. And, and suggest things and, and help you kind of consolidate your inventory and get a specific thing. But moving is stressful, um, but our job is to make moving easy for you. Yeah. And by the way, one of the things you do, uh, we mention it all the time at Essential Moving Experts, if you know, you're moving from one town to another or state to state or whatever, and maybe something isn't ready just yet, you will actually store things for people up to 30 days, I believe, correct? Yeah, 30 days for free. Any additional month after that, we, we can work it out with you. Sometimes uh, in summer, we do, do offer 60, depending on the circumstances, so we can go pretty well. But like you said, it's one of the perks of, you know, if you don't know where you're going yet or, you know, the house that you're building a house and it hasn't closed or, you know, you can't get into your new lease. 
we can offer storage for you, store it for you in a climate control storage unit. Um, you know, even give you access to it if you're nearby and need to get something. Um, so that's super helpful. Um, and the cost, I mean, if you can imagine how much storage costs to yeah. save a whole month of storage. Um, we also do auto transport as well. So if you have a car you're shipping along as, you know, as well, or if you didn't even know that's a thing, yes, we can transport your vehicle for you. Um, so you can just take a flight and you don't have to drive, you know, however far it is. Uh, lots of different options for you. Packing services. We can offer you packing supplies at a discount of rate instead of going to, you know, Home Depot and paying top dollar. We have um, we have it all. So whatever it is you need, we can get it done. Um, just start your preparation in advance. And even like a small local move. You know, if you're just moving down the street a few blocks, um, one of your listeners, he, he just moved from Miami to, I think, Davie. Not very far. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd be surprised how much goes into just a short move like that. You know, so. For sure. He, yeah. he booked, you know, um, a few months ago, and we we knocked it out today, and uh, it went really well. All right, there you go, and you can call at wherever you're at in the United States, man. Essential moving experts, reach out to our guy Sean three zero five six zero two eighty three sixty nine. Proud supporter of our platform for a long time now. We really appreciate it. Go to the website so you can find out more at essentialmovingexperts.com. Sean, as always, my brother, appreciate you, my man. Have a uh, rocking week, and uh, we'll be at uh, the Combine this week here. We'll be uh, heading off tomorrow. I look forward to hearing your reports about that. And if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl this year, free moves for a year for everybody. There you go. (laughs) There you go. All right, let's do it. We're going to go to Super Bowl this year, bro. I'm ready. It's in Vegas. That's my spot. I know it's your spot. We're going we're gonna to hang out. I got a Super Bowl fund in my savings account just for that. So There you go. Sean is ready already. He's ready to hit the buffets. So we're, we're locked and loaded. Sean, much love, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. I'll, I'll see you later, Big O. Appreciate it. You got it. it. Thank you, sir. There you go. Sean Williams, EssentialMovingExperts.com, 305-602-8369. They're in Daytona. But they handle the entire country. You saw it right there. We have one of our listeners here in South Florida. We had another listener that was in New York moving. And another one, I think he told me, that was Washington, I believe. Yes, it was Washington. They were moving. So he's covered it all over the place. So if you need a a, uh, moving company, please use the company that supports us. And he's a fellow Dolphin fan, too, on top of all of that. Sean Williams, Essential Moving experts.com uh what else do we have by the way uh, uh, a fresh concert has been announced folks are you ready are you sitting down right now for those of you that may not know what is going down but uh wu-tang clan and nas are coming to town yes the new york state of mind tour is coming friday september 22nd at 8 p.m. at the Hard Rock Live. That's going to be a lot of fun to see Nas. That is good. The Hard Rock Live is not playing games, dude. They are, wow, they are rocking. Uh, Anybody live in Memphis, Tennessee? I was just uh, sent the Beale Street Music Festival. The Lumineers, Greta Van Fleet, Robert Plant, and Allison Krauss, Earth, Wind, and Fire, The Roots, love The Roots, 311, Gorilla, uh, Gary Clark Jr., he's amazing, Ziggy Marley, The Struts, Live, 
Hailstorm, Young the Giant, Government Mule, Andy Grammer, if you like that. Uh, Living Color. Wow. Nice. Toadies. The Barkays. Let's see what else. Uh, let me see. Los Lobos. Yeah, a lot of acts here. That's a lot. You see, I'm looking at the small print all the way in the bottom. Let's see if there's any that I un, that I recognize. But there you go. That's a that's a damn good music festival, dude. Wow. Wow. That is a really good one right there. I didn't see. I've never. I've never even heard of that one. But obviously, I don't live there. But great stuff, man! Wow. All right. Let's see. What else do we have going on in the world of? Oh, by the way, we do have uh, some other music news. Oh, congratulations to the city of Frankfurt in Germany. And why do I say that? This is amazing. Frankfurt, Germany. Okay, follow me on this. So Roger Waters is a singer for Pink Floyd. And uh, he's a guy that I've banned. I've never gone to see him ever again because he is a well-known anti-Semite. So for the first time, a city has told him, no, we don't want to host your concert. Frankfurt, Germany. So it shows you how far we've come from the ugliness of Germany to where Germany is at now, obviously. And, you know, they're helping out uh, Ukraine and everything. And they just sent some tanks, obviously, like we did. And, um, and so a, a German city was the first one to tell that stinking anti-Semite, screw you. And congratulations to Frankfurt, Germany. Okay? Because we didn't do that here. And he came. I remember, well, it wasn't the last time he was here. It was a, a couple times ago. He, I, I, they gave me tickets to go to see Roger Waters, and I gave them away. I was like, I, I didn't tell the person that gave me the tickets, I'm not going to go see this stinking anti-Semite. Uh, but I wasn't going to go see that stinking anti-Semite. And so I gave it to somebody else, and they went, whatever. I didn't care. I have no, I, I mean, I've seen Floyd in the past, uh, you know, the band. And now that they're broken up, I would only go see David Gilmore playing the music of Pink Floyd. I would never, ever go support that guy after, obviously, finding out what kind of an individual he is, which most of us did not know, obviously, until he started to kind of show his true colors here in his older age. But, uh, yeah, uh, nice to see. You know, listen, there's freedom of speech, but you're not free to just spew hate. You know what I mean? Because that doesn't make us any better as a society. You know, it only, it, only in, it, only, it only inflames more of the hatred is what it does. Uh, today in music history, by the way, U2 was named in 2009 the biggest act in music in, U, in the U.S. The Irish band made $109 million that year from touring, record sales, and royalties. In 71 on this date, just five months after her death, Janis Joplin began a nine-week run on the top of the charts with her album Pearl. 
Wait, somebody dies and their music or artist stuff, or it just flies, right? In 2010, Fallout Boy uh, bassist Pete Wentz was appointed a spokesperson for UNICEF to raise awareness about the importance of providing clean drinking water for children around the world. And in 1980, on this date, the 22nd Annual Grammy Awards, the Eagles took home the Grammy for the best rock vocal performance for a duo or group with Heartache Tonight. But the big winners that night were the Doobie Brothers, who won Song of the Year and Record of the Year for What a Fool Believes. That is what happened today in music history. There you go. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, let's see. Any questions? Big O, I did eight years in the Marines. Arthritic knees, bad ankles and a back. Knew it was dangerous and would do it all over again, even though I didn't pocket $70 million in my career earnings like Byron Jones. I know. It's just funny to... Uh, and, and, and God bless you, bro, and thank you for, for providing what you have provided us, freedom. And we appreciate that immensely. Uh, that goes to everybody that has served. And we thank you because our way of life is because of you. And we appreciate that immensely. Uh, I just find it hilarious that, you know, Byron wa wants to tell us now about the dangers of playing football. I, I just find that hilarious. Like, we didn't know. Like, oh, my God. He's telling us something we didn't know. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Can the Finns sign Cam Wolf if he's available in free agency? I think Cameron Wolf is available in free agency. I think so. Jake Paul also fought a former slam dunk champion. LOL. Did he really? Was he? Tom, Tommy Fury was a slam dunk champion? Or did he? Oh, no. Oh, the, 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 the little guy from New York. The point guard. That's right. He did win. That's right. He knocked his ass out. What was his name? I remember that guy. He had a big mouth. Um, but he was entertaining. He was entertaining. Uh, damn it. What, what's that little guy's name? Fearless dude. I'll tell you that. Oh, God, I'm brain farting. I know I'll remember his name. You know, if I'm driving home or something. And then in the next few minutes, I'll, Richardson? Am I... Am I Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. There you go. Karen came in with it also now. Yeah, Nate Robinson. I remember him. That's funny. All right, folks. It is time to wrap it up here on the show. We thank Michelle Kaufman. We thank Andy Behrens, Ira Winderman, and Sean Williams from Essential Moving Experts. We thank all of you for tuning in as always. Thank you for keeping it locked here. Please visit our sponsors. Please subscribe. Hit the like button. Very important that you hit the like button before you go. Uh, help us that uh, gets the algorithm going and more people get to see the show. So let's go. Help us get to 20,000 subscribers. Appreciate all of you out there. We'll see you tomorrow morning. We're back to a normal time tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then Thursday, it'll be a 10 a.m. show. It will not be an afternoon show, okay? Because we're in Indianapolis because we got our afternoon show done here on monday and we thank of course the brunetti family john brunetti jr thank you sir as always for being a great sponsor of our program frank fiore 
Uh, Steve Calibro is always amazing support by them. Uh, we can't thank enough the people here at Hialeah Park for making our lives a lot easier. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning, same time, same place, same bat channel. Have a great one.